Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Roy Zera, Freedom Faction. Whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Freedom Struggle, Technocratic Zones, and Medical Mishandling. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you can kind of guess what we're going to talk about. Uh, bills that would force social media users to secretly report suspicious people, like myself, to law enforcement. Wow. Yeah, how hackers have attempted to poison a Florida town's water supply. I have a whole lot to talk about with that, as well as over 500 deaths and uh, 10,000 other injuries reported following the COVID-19 vaccine. This is the CDC's own data. <laughs> yeah, an information-packed episode for you good people. But first, a few quick updates. If you did not listen to our minicast earlier in the week, The Rule of Man, where we basically talked about uh, how the psychological coup d'etat that's taking place, uh, obsolete humans, how we're being called non-essential, stuff like this. It is a very, very impactful episode. I would recommend you guys check it out. Uh, our guests came in the clutch, delivering powerful amounts of information, powerful perceptions, and powerful angles when looking at all this type of stuff. Uh, we hit it with Bible verses and so much more. It was a really, really interesting minicast. Uh, I would definitely recommend that you guys check it out. Also, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our Patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction exclusive membership program. Patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction. Or if you want to just donate to the operation, you can do so at cashout.freedomfaction. Forget how all that works. I'll put all that information in the description bar below. We're not that type of show. Uh, but with that being said, let's go ahead and get it started. This is season 11, episode 4. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's kind of wild how much stuff we talk about and how much work is trying to get flushed down the toilet with all this crazy stuff going on, man. You know, if, if you haven't noticed, some of our posts are literally down to only 100 likes each each time. We went from having sometimes over 200,000 views to 2,000 likes to now we are sitting at 100. And we have an article about that, how Facebook is trying to censor and limit political content. It really starts making me think, how are we going to diversify things? Uh, how are we going to get the information out to you guys? And it, uh, it, is, it is funny to think about, again, how far we have come in such a short amount of time and how much is before us as well. It truly is astonishing. Yeah, we are, uh, for our audio listeners, we are still getting used to a lot of the different uh, features of our software. I'm trying to figure out how to integrate Telegram into the broadcasts. Trying to figure out how to integrate Telegram into the broadcast so we can mix things up. There's a lot of things that we'll be covering too uh, that, that that come from Telegram. And again, this is all designed to provide you guys with that relevant and consistent information that you need. 
<laughs> and with that being said, let's go ahead and start the show. You know, I gotta I gotta say this real quick uh, before we start getting into stuff. It's got really nothing to do with really anything. Uh, but earlier in the week, we had talked about Ezekiel's vision. We had talked about how uh, in the Bible there's a story in the in in, in the book of Ezekiel uh, that talks about. Ezekiel being given a scroll to eat and how he essentially begins to communicate with God. Uh, this this came out whenever we were talking about the Bible, astrology, uh, psychedelics, things like this. And I'll be honest, man, those type of shows are where we should go back to. This stuff that's going on right now, uh, all this politics, yes, it's important, but it's also driving people insane. Uh, I think it's important to be informed, but I also think that the knowledge, the wisdom, and the other aspects of what we cover on the show are equally as important, right? Because it helps nourish the spirit. It helps feed the soul. And I think that people truly need that right now. People are not well. Uh, People aren't happy. People aren't well. And eventually that type of stuff builds up. You know, uh, <laughs> I uh, I did a I did a six mile hike this morning with my lady. It was really nice, you know. I'll say this: <laughs> I'll get into the topics with you guys. We were we were mobbing down the mountain, right? Like I do every day, every Thursday, specifically before the show. And uh, for some strange reason, there were a lot of people out there on the foothills, and <laughs> it was so funny, man, because I like. There's two routes I take. I either, I either take the road straight up and come straight down the road, or I take my adventure path where I kind of, you know, do like a, a figure eight or like a, or, a, a, I don't know, like a curve down the mountain. I like to take all the trails. And, uh, you know, it was us, the dogs, and we were going down the mountain, and out of nowhere, uh, this guy starts yelling. You know, we're, we're, we're booking down the mountain and then out of nowhere, this guy like announces, I think he sees us and I think we, we, we kind of frightened him or something. And so he starts shouting and making it a whole big deal. And T. Paul, our baby puppy, the one that I rescued back in like January, I don't want to say rescue, kind of fell into our lap. Uh, T. Paul, our baby puppy, runs over to him and then starts making a whole big deal. And then all the other pups begin to run over to him. And we're able to keep, I think, like one puppy with us, one dog with us, our German Shepherd, uh, while we call over the rest of the three, our, our one boy, our baby pup, and our uh, chocolate lamb. And, you know, they all say hey because they're super friendly. They see people all the time. But this guy begins to make a whole big deal, starts swearing at us um, and making a whole big deal out of it. So I call our pup back over. We're standing there. <laughs> I need to hurry up and get through this story and get into the topics with you guys. We're standing there, and the guy's like, control your effing dogs. I'm just like, we've got multiple dogs. I, I shouted at him because we're in the mountains. Adrenaline's pumping me up. You know, I'm mobbing through the mountains. This guy's acting like a something or rather. And uh, control your dog. I'm like, we've got multiple dogs. He's just like, oh. he says something else. And I'm like, we've got four dogs. Where are you going? I was like, are you going up the mountain or are you going down? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going up the mountain since you're going down the mountain. I'm like, well, I'm going down the mountain. And we're shouting, going back and forth to the point to where I'm like, listen, you stay over there. We're going to run down. I'll let you know when we're done. The whole thing happens. 
and uh, my, 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 my lady, soon to be my wife, starts yelling at the guy too because he's really causing a fuss, dude. Like he's really making a deal. To the point to where we, and this is the crux of the story, <laughs> to where we end up just shouting, put your effing mask on. Put your effing mask on and go walk away. <laughs> and, I, and I feel bad, but that's where we're at now. Because we're out here in the middle of the woods, running down mountains, and you got your mask on and you're coming at me, put your effing mask on and walk away. You take your, you take your dog and you walk away, okay? And uh, that was my morning before the show. So lots of things going on. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with anything. Uh, but I thought that would make a good intro story. Uh, we've got a lot of different things to talk to you guys about in this episode. A lot of different things are going on around the world. But, you know, this is just a microcosm of what's going on right now. Uh, I think everybody can see that people are on edge, not necessarily because of the politics, but because of the, the pandemic. Um, if we have time, we'll get into it. Bill Gates actually said that he's predicted the next two pandemics we'll have to deal with, the virus as well as climate change. Uh, but, but that shows me that we're moving away from, from, from political issues and moving more to social and environmental things. And so social and environmental things are more emotional uh, and, 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 and they're more emotional than physical or, or, or more emotional than mental. Uh, I hope you guys get what I mean. Sorry to kind of go on a ramble, uh, but, you know, this was the morning before the show and I thought I should share it with you guys. Uh, and with that being said, let's go ahead and start getting into the content for real. <laughs> So last week, we had put up an article on Friday of how a senator had proposed a bill that would force social media users to secretly report suspicious people to law enforcement under the penalty of prosecution of if they don't. This is an article that comes from Signs of the Time. They put this up February 5th. And before I get into this, uh, I have a, a, a post on our Telegram channel from Andrew Torba of Gab, the CEO of Gab, uh, where he's talked about how companies are now selling private information to governments. They're, they're, they're saying, hey, this guy's a Trump supporter. Uh, we'll get into this, but what I'm trying to say is we're seeing the creation of the technocratic scientific dictatorship, the mark of the B-style system, and this right here is one component of it. Let's get into it. It says, Senator Joe Manchin wants to bring DHS's eye on your neighbor's, quote, see if, if you see something, say something, program to social media, blogs, websites, and much more. Manchin's bill, the See Something, Say Something Online Act, would essentially turn social media users into federal spies by forcing them to report suspicious people to law enforcement. Just how bad is the bill? This bill would essentially force anyone on social media to report suspicious, quote, transmissions to law enforcement. Huh. Quote, known suspicious transmissions. The term, quote, known suspicious transmission is any suspicious transmission that is an interactive computer service should have reasonably known to have occurred or have been notified of by a director, officer, employee, agent, uh, interactive computer service user or state or federal law enforcement agency. Major crime, the term, quote, major, major crime means a federal crime or a federal criminal offense that is a crime of violence as defined in, as defined 13 in section 16 of title 18 of the United States code relating to domestic or international terrorism as those terms are defined in section 16 uh, 2333 of title 18 of the US code it says what exactly is a known suspicious transmission or a crime it says quote suspicious transmission is defined as any post private message comment tag transaction 
or any other user generated content or transmission that the government officials later det- determined commits, facilitates, incites, promotes, or otherwise assists the, commu- the commission of a major crime. Major crimes are defined as anything involving violence, domestic or international terrorism, or as a serious drug offense. It goes on to say that how could social media users, blogs, web forum moderators, uh, web conferencing users, etc., know that a, com- that a comment left under or uttered by someone would lead later to them committing a major crime? So basically what they're saying is what I had asked earlier in the week on the minicast. How long until we start seeing the social credit score system, how long until the pre-crime gets here? This is it. What they're trying to say, we've seen this when we reported on what's gone over there in Australia, is incitement. They're saying, oh, look at these people organize. They're inciting violence. Not really. The very same thing is happening already here in our country with the Trump administration, with the impeachment trial of the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. So we're already seeing that. That's why I saw an article over there on CNN. It said that the Capitol riot was the crime of the history. The crime of the history. or The, uh, the, the, the crime of this history, the crime of our time right now. And what's crazy is whenever I had, earlier, earlier in the morning, uh, Showed, uh, showed my lady the picture of the extremist scores, the data companies that are beginning to sell uh, extremist scores to help companies avoid doing business with supporters. I showed that to my wife, and she said, there's no way that they could go after those, that many people, right? And I was like, you're right. They couldn't, but that, it, it, it's impossible to go after that many people. You're right, it is an impossible task, but that's what they want to do. They want to create a system to where they can persecute people for their beliefs and persecute people for their behaviors. This is the social credit score system. This is the technocracy. This is the mark of the beast now system as prophesied in the Bible. We are seeing it today. And I said it earlier, in, earlier this week on the podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, on uh, Instagram Live. First, it's the Trump supporters. Then it doesn't matter who's next because they have created a system to go after whoever. And that's what people aren't paying attention to. Uh, but again, this was last week. Let's pay attention to what happened this week. Check this out. Uh, Supreme Court to decide whether police can enter a home to seize the guns without a warrant. This is an article that comes from Ricky Caparo. They put this up February 8th over there at End Times Headlines. It says the Fourth Amendment right against warrantless searches of a person's home is a pillar of Americans' constitutional liberties. Before a police officer or any other government official can enter your home, they must show a judge that they have probable cause that they will discover specific evidence of a crime. There are some limited exceptions to this, right? There is a extingent circumstances uh, exception. If a police officer looks through a home window and sees a person about to stab another person, the officer can burst through the door to prevent the attack. There is also an emergency aid exception. If the officer looked through the same window and saw the resident collapsing from an apparent heart attack, the officer could run into the house to, determine, to administer aid. Neither of these cases violates the Fourth Amendment, and few would argue that it should be otherwise. However, there is a broader cousin to, this, to these amendments called the community caretaking exemption, 
It originally derives from a case in which the police took a gun out of the trunk of an impounded vehicle without first obtaining a warrant. The Supreme Court held that there is a community caretaking exception to the Fourth Amendment warrants requirement because police perform, quote, community caretaking functions totally divorced from the detection, investigation, or acquisition of evidence related to the violation of a criminal statute. The court held that police activity in furtherance of these functions do not violate the Fourth Amendment as long as it is executed in a, quote, reasonable manner. Note that, unlike the first two exemptions, this exemption is not limited to immediate emergencies. In the Supreme Court case just described, in the Supreme Court case just described, there was only a general concern that vandals might eventually break into the, com- into the impounded car and steal any weapons that were there in the trunk, so the community caretake exception is far broader than the other two. And so what you're going to see is the same thing that I had talked about earlier this, earlier this week. When you've got uh, Brian Stucker advocating for the censoring of Tucker Carlson, two mainstream media pundits, saying, oh, well, we, we, we care about Tucker. We care about his audience, so we're going to go ahead and censor them. This is that big brother government where they're saying, oh, well, we, we, we care about you. We're doing this because we care. We're doing this for your own good. For your own good. You could be a danger to someone. That's what was introduced in H.R. 127. Where people would have to take a psychological evaluating test to determine whether or not you were essentially qualified to own a gun. To protect yourself. But how crazy is that? That we're already in like Nazi Germany see something, say something, Soviet Russia reports suspicious people. We've been reporting on Antifa forever. And now they want to do something about it? You see, yes, the Capitol riot might have been the crime of the century. Of this year's, of of, of the century. Let's just go ahead and say that. But that's what they're doing. They're using it as an example to come after everybody to begin to criminalize people for their behaviors. Like former CIA director John Brennan said, ideologically motivated extremists, politically politically, uh, motivated extremists, you've got to understand how they're trying to set people up and how they will retroactively come after you. Shucks, let's go ahead and say it. Come after me. Check this out right here. Utah passes permitless carry bill. An article from Activist Post. They put this up February 9th. Says the Utah House has given final approval to a constitutional carry bill that would make it legal to carry a firearm in the state without a license. Holy crap. The enactment of this bill would foster an environmental hostile to federal gun control. On December 22nd, Representative Walt Brooks, a Republican, filed House Bill 60, H- HB 60, which would allow anyone who is legally allowed to own a gun could carry it without a state issued license. Currently, to obtain a concealed carry permit, the Utah gun owners must be 21 years old, have no felony or drug for slash alcohol convictions, and cannot have been declared mentally incompetent by the state or federal court. Utah residents would still be able to carry or would be able to obtain a concealed carry permit that could be used to carry concealed in the states with the CCW reciprocity with Utah. So I'm going to go ahead and pause it right there. How crazy is it that we have to have a bill 
to we have to have a bill introduced to where you're like legally able to defend yourself that you could carry your gun i mean with gun control it's all about incrementalism they're never going to outright say they're going to come for your guns but it's by inch by inch that they're going to figure out how to take them if not by registering registering uh registering them storing them confiscating them because you illegally stored them or you illegally obtained them or you didn't go through the proper channels like again i think it's crazy that we're politicizing the very idea that people can't defend themselves or should have the god-given inherent right to do such but you see that's 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 what the statists that's what these power mad dictators want they don't want the peons to protect themselves or defend themselves no they want them to be helpless they want them to be fearful sheep so they can be used and manipulated but i'll tell you what i think it's very interesting the sheepdog culture that is being created the gray man mentality that's being fostered out there uh, because people don't care about this type of crap this is all bean counter stuff but it plays a it, it paints a larger picture uh, for the things that are going on but speaking of larger picture Check this out. Bill Mayer has blamed Christianity for the Capitol riots. And, and finally, new rule, as long as we're going to go to the trouble of another impeachment trial, we might as well be honest about what it's really about. <clears throat> the events of January 6th were a faith-based initiative. And Trumpism is a Christian nationalist movement that believes Trump was literally sent from heaven to save them. It's right there in Senator Tommy Tuberville's campaign ad. God sent us Donald Trump because God knew we were in trouble. There's a lot of talk now in liberal quarters about how Republicans should tell their base who still believe the election was rigged that they need to grow up and move on and stop asking the rest of us to respect their mass delusion. And of course it is a mass delusion. But the inconvenient truth here is that if you accord religious faith the kind of exalted respect we do here in America, you've already lost the argument that mass delusion is bad. And finally, let me go ahead and read this article because I have a couple things I'd like to say. I find it very interesting. These uh, Hollywood, politi Hollywood politicians is what I called them earlier in the week. I feel like it's so appropriate, but uh, this is an article that comes from Nima Harris over there at News Punch. They put this up February 9th. Says Bill Mayer has claimed that Christianity is to blame for the Capitol riots last month. During last week's episode of quote Real Time with Bill Mayer, he said that a belief in Christianity is comparable to a belief in conspiracies like QAnon, and then claimed that this led in part to Trump supporters storming the Capitol last month. The U.S. comedian and TV host said that quote As long as we're going to go to the trouble of another impeachment trial, we might as well be honest about what it's really about. The events of January 6th were a faith-based faith initiative. So I'm going to pause there. Not only because we talked about Bill Maher just last week on the show, how this was the guy saying that we need to crash the economy in order to get rid of Trump. And so when I talk about these Hollywood politicians, they make jokes about this. They make jokes about your faith. They make jokes about your beliefs, about... Things that are going on, the everyday man, because these people are detached. And the fact that you have people aligning themselves with a detached Hollywood politician, letting these comedians 
force and prop- propagandize these people. It's actually very sad. They said, oh, respect their delusion. We have been extremely respectful of this delusion of COVID, extremely respectful of this delusion of Antifa and many other things. But what I find very interesting is the fact that they're calling for essentially a higher ground than Christianity. They're more virtuous and more moral than Christians, those darn dirty Christians trying to take back their rights. Let me get back into this article. It says, uh, Drew Request reports, not stopping there, Mayor alleged that Trump supporters who believe in a, quote, Christian nationalist movement are firm in their beliefs that God, quote, literally sent Trump from heaven to save, to save them. He cited comments made by Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville, who once said that God personally chose Trump for the president of the United States. Quote, there's a lot of talk now in liberal corners about how Republicans should tell their base who still believe the election was rigged that they need to grow up and move on and stop asking the rest of us to respect their mass delusion, Mayor said. And of course, it is a mass delusion. But the inconvenient truth here is that if you, that if you accord religious faith the exalted respect we do here in America, you've already lost the argument that mass delusion is bad. So think about this. Like, how, how, how many times are we going to hear about how bad Christians are from, from Hollywood, these grandstanders? This is the struggle for freedom. Because they have the persecutions coming, the persecution of Christians, of conservatives, of constitutionalists, of 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 of, of America is coming. America is about to go through judgment, but not of a biblical sense, but of a political sense. We've said it here on the show time and time again that there is no political solution to a spiritual problem, and that's exactly what we're talking about. We are trying to have a a a a, a a actual discussion about the things society needs, this country needs to begin the proper healing. And that means getting down to the core root of the problem, the evil, the wickedness that we've been able to tolerate for generations. Oh, but Bill Maher, this, 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 this comedian who's still hanging on, <laughs> propagandizing people is who we should listen to. Very, very interesting. Sitting up over there, Telling you how to live your life. Very, very interesting. I've got more for that later on. Uh, but to continue talking more about freedom's struggle and other strange things that have come out since the riot, uh, check this out right here. Accused Oath Keeper admits he is a former FBI boss who held top secret clearance for decades. Another article by Nima Harris of Newspunch, they put this up February 10th. This is one of the people accused of helping to, quote, plan and coordinate the January 6th Capitol riot, has admitted he is a former FBI section chief who held a top-secret clearance for, quote, decades. In a bombshell Monday court filing, 66-year-old Caldwell claimed he wasn't at the Capitol on January 6th and is not a member, much less a leader, of the Oath Keepers, a group labeled by the press as far-right extremists. Caldwell also claims he held a top-security clearance since 1979, ran a consulting firm, that did classified work for the U.S. government and worked as an FBI section chief from 2009 to 2010. Thomas Caldwell, who authorities believe holds a leadership role in the extremist group, worked as a section chief for the FBI from 2009 to 2010 after retiring from the Navy. His lawyer, Thomas Plofkin, wrote in a motion urging the judge to release him from jail while he awaits trial. 
The defense said Caldwell, who was being denied, who has denied being part of the Oath Keepers, held a top security or top secret security clearance since 1979, which required multiple special background investigations, according to Plofkin. Caldwell also ran a consulting firm that did classified work for the U.S. government, the lawyer said. So I'm going to pause right there because this is freedom struggle. And I've talked about this time and time again. It's very easy for these people to deny having involvement after the fact. There's been a lot of very strange and spooky things that have come out post the protest, post uh, post January 6th. That's very interesting. I thoroughly believe a lot of it is a smear campaign. I think that's what we read right there. All meant to dissuade and put people down. There was an article from a Drudge Report feed. I was reading it earlier about how uh, former Proud Boys or, or current Proud Boys were trying to redirect some of the allegations to Trump, saying that Trump is to blame. And so what's happening now is people are cutting, ru- cutting and running. You're seeing, you, you, you're seeing the betrayals. You're seeing the switch-ups. You're seeing people. You, you, you're seeing the setups. The system needs somebody to blame for January 6th. Trump is in trial, that's one thing. But if they can't get Trump, they got to go after his supporters. And that's what I said earlier. First, it's the Trump supporters, and then it's everyone else. That's what the Trumping and the technocracy mindset is. Radicalizing these people, letting them come up with like a system like this to where they can come after us. You've got to understand, like here... Uh, check this out. Facebook says new algorithm will reduce political content on news feeds. So as more information comes out, not only about the corruption, about how this was all organized on Facebook, you see how they're gradually beginning to admit that we censor content. We moderate the information. We have to figure out a way to stop people from learning the truth. Let me read a little bit of this, and then I'll get into this, uh, this, this, this next article where it talks about people creating a new party because the Republican Party is basically become inept. It's joining up essentially with the Democrats and more. Uh, but here, let's get into this. This is an article that comes from Daniel Payne. They put this up February 10th over there at Just the News, not the noise. It says, Facebook announced on Wednesday the social media platform will, in the coming weeks, start limiting the amount of political content viewers see on their news feeds. The company is aware that, quote, people don't want political content to take over their news feeds. Product management director Asta Gupta wrote in a blog post on the site. The change will begin with Facebook temporarily reducing the distribution of political content in news feeds for, for a small percentage of people in, the, in Canada, Brazil, and Indonesia this week. Gupta said the process will begin in the U.S. in the coming weeks. The initial rollout will allow companies to explore different methods of ranking political content prior to its deciding on a permanent solution. Facebook has, in recent months, and years attempted to reduce political content, including no new political ads in the first week of 2020 presidential campaigns. However, the company and other social media giants have meanwhile faced growing scrutiny of what third-party content they choose to censor or block. Quote, our goal is to preserve the ability for people to find and interact with political content on Facebook while respecting each other's appetite for it at the top of their news feeds, Gupta said. So, (laughs) They say it's taking time to already roll out, but I can thoroughly tell you that it is already here. And when I tell you that this is freedom's struggle, this is also a part of the technocratic mindset. 
where they're curating content, allowing you to see certain things, you see. So bills that would force people to be reported for what they post on social media, uh, the Supreme Court deciding whether or not cops can go inside of people's houses because of a community guideline type thing, except in real life. Oh, you're a, you're a hazard to yourself and to the community, so we have to take your guns. And then if you begin to even talk about how this is an entrenchment on your rights, well, Mark Zuckerberg says you shouldn't do that at all. We're just going to go ahead and uh, shadow ban you into the black mirror. <laughs> this is crazy. And then we're finding out the people, these oath keepers, the people that you would hope actually mean w- w- their oath. Like we're, we're finding out that they are infiltrated. And so to a degree, I thoroughly believe that part of this is designed to demoralize us uh, so that we don't necessarily have faith in, 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 in good actors and people who are actually doing things. Uh, but, you know, it just truly does go to show how crazy the times are. You know, that people want change, that people are trying. And I think that's, that's what we have to understand more importantly, more than anything. The change is actually taking place, that we are making a difference, that people are waking up and fighting back against the system. It's just that the system is not going to give us an inch. It's not going to give us a mile. You know, it's not going to give us credit for doing the work. It's not going to give us credit for exposing the lies, for sharing the truth, for organizing. If anything, it's going to persecute and criminalize that type of behavior. And that's where we've got to realize. So the more that they begin to escalate and do things like this, you know, calling, uh, 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 calling the, the Oath Keepers feds and uh, uh, arresting Proud Boy members and, and, and uh, saying they need to de-radicalize Trump supporters. Well, you've got to understand what they're really saying. They're saying this is the threat. These people hold the key. The fact that these people are able to organize uh, peacefully and in a, in a non-compliant type manner to, 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 to wage war against this. because. It's not carnal. It's not fleshly. We're, we're, we're warring against ideas, against culture, against society. And so that means, again, voting with your dollars, voting with your lifestyle, having small acts of civil disobedience. And that's what this is. And so they're trying to smear the progress that people are, have made. They're trying to get people to turn on each other. They're trying to get people to say, hey, look, this is, this is all for naught. You don't want to be one of those white supremacist domestic terrorists over there asking questions, do you? Like Bill Maher said, you just need to grow up. <laughs> I just need to grow up. That does not sound like a valid argument. How, if anything, is this a mass delusion? You need to explain some of these inconsistencies. So I think, if anything, to say this and then get back into the articles with you guys, you have to understand that all the, the, the only reason all these changes are beginning to take place is because we have forced their hand. We have made them come out in the open, talk about wanting to come after your guns, wanting to uh, uh, program people, put them in re-education camps. The, we, we, we've gotten them to expose their hand, which means we're in a completely different wheelhouse. We're in a whole new phase of the thing. And that's why we've got to find, again, the tools that are at our disposal uh, and have the, ha- have the willpower to see it through. But here, let me get back into this article right here for you guys. Uh, this is another one that popped up last week. 64% of Republicans would leave the grand old party for a new third party founded by Trump. This is an article that comes from Chris Pandolfo over there at The Blaze. They put this up February 5th. It says most Republicans would quit the GOP 
and join a hypothetical third party started by former President Trump, a new Hill-Harris X poll finds. This is according to the survey, 64% of registered Republicans said that they would join a new political party if Trump founded one. No less than 32% said that they would, quote, be very likely to join a Trump party. Just 36% of Republicans opposed leaving the GOP for a party founded by Trump. But it's not just Republicans who could be swayed to a third-party movement. The survey found 28% of self-identified independents and 15% of Democrats said that they would be interested in joining a Trump party as well. Overall, 37% of voters said if Trump starts a new political party, they'd be likely to join. Since leaving the presidency, Trump has reportedly flooded the idea of forming a, quote, patriot party to galvanize his remaining supporters into a movement that could challenge the two-party dominance of American politics. In his farewell address, Trump said that the movement that put him in the White House four years ago was, quote, only just the beginning. Quote, as I prepare to hand over power to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning, he said. Quote, there's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of the country, then there is nothing this nation cannot achieve. In his final speech as, as president at Joint Ant Base Andrews, Trump promised, quote, we will, we will be back in some form. Low support for Trump to run for president again in 2024 has dropped 20 points since December. According to a survey from Echelon Insights, the, Harris the Hill Harris X poll suggests that Trump still holds large sway with many Republican voters. Quote, these numbers show that despite the Capitol riots, Trump remains a political force to be reckoned with. He benefits from a diverse base of support making up over a third of voters. Voters who are attracted to him on a number of issues that are yet to be properly addressed by or, and co-opted by Democratic and Republican elites. Drayton Nesho, CEO and chief pollster at Harris, Harris X, told Hill.tv. So we've talked about this, right? We have definitely talked about the idea of, the cre of, of, of a new party being created of people being done with the left-right paradigm, people being done with, with, with feckless Republicans <laughs> and uh, sketchy Democrats. People are done with the uniparty. They might as well declare them as such because we can see that they are basically working hand in hand. I hate to say this, but there's like a handful of good politicians. And even then, you know, they're, uh, it, it, it's something else. What I'm trying to say is this is, the, this is freedom struggle. Here in America, people are tired, but the people that have been elected to office are feckless, inept, and, 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 and getting us into these crappy positions. We don't have a proper voice of the people. To a degree, that's what Trump was supposed to represent, is, 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 is the attempt at at least listening to the will of the people. Shucks, that's not even there. That's why people are having to go to extremes to get their views across. Because, like these politicians say, a, a, a riot is the language of the unheard. And so, yeah, people are trying to figure out how to fight this, how to fight globalism locally, especially whenever our politicians have sold us out. I mean, my God, Joe Biden has sold us out to Russia, China, and Iran. <laughs> and and, and, and it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. But... 
What's even more insane, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, plays a huge part of what we'll be talking about in this next article, is the fact that they're calling for deprogramming, de-radicalizing, or doing anything with the doing anything with anybody's political ideology. Uh, here, let me pull up this article and I'll explain what I mean afterwards. Detrumpification. Media lays out plan to deprogram Trump supporters from their, quote, extremist views. An article that comes from Chris Manahan of Information Liberation, but it's been reposted over there at Planet Free Will. They put this up February 10th. And before I get into this, let me, let, let, let's pull back on that. Like, let's, what are they really saying? They're saying to a degree that they have, uh, they have a way to program a massive amount of people. And for some reason, Trump supporters didn't buy into that programming. You've got to learn to read it in between the lines. You could say that, yeah, people did buy into the Trump programming and that there is obviously a, a, another programming on top of that. But, but again, I think it's crazy that we are even using the language of de-radicalizing, of deprogramming, or doing any of this type of stuff, because that tells me that they have had this power, they have had this feature, this utility, all along, and they have been using it, gaslighting people, brainwashing people, radicalizing people all the time. Now that Trump is out of the office, that Trump is out of the way, they can go after his supporters. They can use this, persec- uh, this, this, this prosecutor- prosecutorial system that they're creating to come after people who they don't like. They have essentially uh, declared Trump supporters as dissidents that either need to be deprogrammed, deplatformed, or deleted. Let's get into this. It says the leftist propaganda outlet Axios on Tuesday laid out, laid out a de Colacization or detrumpification program for how to quote deprogram Trump supporters from their extremist views. The quote deradicalization program, which reads more like a radicalization program, called for mass censorship and a Soviet style purge of all our institutions to root out conspiracy theorists and their quote dangerous ideologies. This next part comes from Axios. It's by Kyle Daly. The article is titled How to, Pro- how to Deprogram America's Extremists. Like, <laughs> Let, uh, let me pause right there, okay? Because that's pretty intense, dude. What they're, what they're saying is no longer do they want to argue your viewpoints, no longer do they respect the First Amendment, civil discourse, free speech, right? Like being able to discuss things. They are literally trying to purge an ideology. They are saying that that thought is a threat to the very existence of the house of cards that they're trying to create. I find that truly terrifying to a degree. But I've said this before too, when, when, when pulling back from all these protests and things as well, man, that, <laughs> that the idea was to essentially go after, go after like the, 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 the protector class is the easiest way to describe it, Right? Go after the alpha males, go after the warrior class, go after the people who are willing to put their necks out there so that they can turn those people into a lesson. And I feel like that's what we're seeing right now. So when they say, oh, we need to deprogram Trump supporters, we need to, we need, we need to do these things. They're basically saying we need to take down their, their defenses. These people are capable of waking up and inspiring others. We need to get rid of that. I find that crazy. 
But here, let's get into this article from Kyle Daly. It says, uh, it will take an all-out national effort to dismantle the radicalization pipeline that has planted conspiracy theories in the heads of millions of Americans and inspired last month's attack on the Capitol, experts told Axios. Two key measures that could make a distance is one, keeping extremists out of institutions where they could do the greatest damage, like the military, police departments, and legislators. We're, we're, we're already seeing that. Those are those ideological security tests, those purges, those loyalty tests that we're seeing in the military, right? Where they're beginning to make people stormtroopers. Again, they don't want to respect your ideas. They don't want to respect you. They don't want to appreciate diversity. You either obey Big Brother or you're an extremist. Here's the second key measure that could make a difference. Uh, providing help for those who have embraced dangerous ideologies. Wow, so how dare you wake yourself up and then try to wake up others? That's very dangerous. It says online platforms, meanwhile, must be unwavering in their commitment to root out conspiracy theories and lies that undermine faith in democracy, according to experts interviewed by Axios. Radicalization and counterterrorism experts broadly broadly applaud tech companies' efforts now underway to remove this material and the accounts that spread it off their platforms, despite heavy blowback from conservatives. Twitter's decision to ban Donald Trump is seen as seen on its own as a major asset in the fight to slow or reverse radicalization. The U.S. needs a, quote, Marshall Plan against domestic terrorism. Daniel Kohler, director of German Institute of Radicalization and De-Radicalization Studies, told Axios. Daniel Kohler, expert on, quote, deprogramming Trump support from their extremist views, says this. The spread of extremist conspiracy theories in the United States is the second most dangerous pandemic the country faces right now. Quote, the damage that's been done to the U.S. in terms of community and social cohesion will be immense and will be lasting. The, quote, damage is nothing that the gulags can't fix. And uh, we've actually talked about that, how Project Veritas has done uh, 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 not, even, not even reports or, or things like that. They've, they've infiltrated Bernie's campaign. They've infiltrated Biden's campaign. And they've got people record saying they can't wait to throw Trump supporters in re-education camps and take their kids. And I know that sounds radical, but you have got to hear what these people are talking about. And I've been saying this since Biden got into office, that you have given a rabid dog, a decrepit rabid dog power, and they are going to run roughshod over everything and everyone if they can. They are going to destroy not only this country, but the very foundations. And that's what they want. That's what, again, what this, 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 this twilight of the Republic, this moment, is supposed to mean. They want to eradicate people's uh, uh, thoughts of nationalism, thoughts of patriotism, of chauvinism, of caring about your nation, caring about your heritage, caring about your history. How we got to this point. Shucks, they're calling the founding fathers colonizers and rapists. How crazy is that? But you see, again, I think it's so crazy. It's more of this demonization tactic. It's more of this besmirchment that they're doing, more of this diminishing and discrediting. It's not an actual, uh, uh, it's not an actual legitimate argument. It's more of that name-calling. It's adolescent behavior when looking at the, 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 the accomplishments of greatness. And because we have become so low IQ and emotional, we let it get to us. But it's not even about that. 
like, let's take it a step further. Like they said, the gulags, man. Axios continues. It says that the radicalization is happening in a multitude of online spaces and right-wing media channels, pulling people into an alternate reality that posits among a growing swarm of the other false ideas that the 2020 election was stolen. When it comes to coordinated de-radicalization efforts, the U.S. is behind most European countries by 25 to 30 years, Kohler said. The latest, Twitter's, going, or Twitter's ongoing purge of far-right conspiracy theorists who have spread the lie that Trump won the 2020 election continue apace over the weekend, as the company suspended the account of Gateway Pundit founder Jim Hoft. Very sad. They do very great work over there. Says a key part of breaking extremists or ext- breaking extremists' rising mainstream influence will be making it unacceptable for white nationalists, anti-government extremists, and conspiracy theorists to serve in the military and police forces or as lawmakers. Experts worry that the GOP's tacit and sometimes explicit approval of extremists will hamper efforts to keep police forces and legislators free of conspiracy theorists. At the DOD, it will go well and they will quash it, said former FBI counterterrorism analyst Clint Watts. Quote, it's a lot of sheriff's departments that make me nervous because they are elected politics because they're elected. Politics mean you go with the party. Like, so let me read that one more time. They say they're worried about sheriff departments because they, those, are, those are elected by the people. And in communism, you do everything for the party. Like, what's crazy is we're creating like a crazy neo-Roman mindset with all this type of stuff. To where, again, they don't want to hear about the will of the people. They don't want to care about what people are actually doing or saying or how it's affecting them. They just want total and absolute devotion uh, to the party. But reading this, ex- reading this again, uh, it says, quote, at DOD, it will go well and they will quash it, said former FBI counterterrorism analyst Clint Watts. Quote, it's a lot of sheriff's departments that make me nervous because they're elected. Politics mean you go with the party. Indeed, as the former FBI chief officer, or former FBI officer who pushed Russiagate conspiracy theories for years and just last month, suggested drone striking President Trump so rightly stated, one of the tenets of democracy is not allowing voters to have any representation in their own government. (laughs) That said, we need to do a lot more. For example, how can we help, quote, radicalize Trump supporters to see the Assistant Secretary for Health, Rachel Levine, is a beautiful woman, and, quote, misgendering her should be a crime. How can we help them see that giving children life-altering puberty blockers and sex exchange or sex change surgeries is moderate while, quote, letting boys be boys is radical white supremacy? How can we help them realize that the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg's plans for a taxpayer-funded nationwide mentorship program to connect LGBTQ youth with leaders in politics and business is not a state-sponsored grooming program, as many have suggested, but a way to teach them self-love. <laughs> How can we help them to realize that they're not being censored on social media while they're being censored on social media? <laughs> Don't they know that CEOs are rightfully, quote, the fourth branch of government and that they're trying to hold the country together? This is crazy. They are openly talking about re-educating you. They are openly talking about getting rid of the American way of life, getting rid of American values, you, you white supremacists, you nationalists. I bet you voted for Trump. I bet you love your country. 
Don't you know? That's part of the old world order. You're here in the new world order with the new normal. <laughs> How crazy is that? You know, I, I feel like we're barely getting started talking about freedom struggle. How they're trying to, again, take away your rights. That's what the previous episode was, the rights erosion. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's astonishing. A ministry of truth. Bills that would require you to report on people, right? Uh, 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 mental health screenings for firearms ownership. It's crazy. This is the world that we're creating. And the, only, uh, the sad part is, is we've, we've got to stop saying that. Because this is not the world we're creating. This is the world they're creating. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about another world that's being created. The technocratic world. Because they, they can read the writing on the wall. Silicon Valley knows what's going on. They got hands in the government, and they also want to create their own government as well. Yeah, we've talked about this, the breakaway civilization, Zebellion, the fracturing within society, the civil war that's taking place, right? People are drawing lines. I think it's very interesting to see it take place. It's time for people to start, to start thinking the same. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about innovation zones, uh, big tech's state within a state, and how tech companies could soon be able to form independent government zones in Nevada, as well as a hacker attempting to poison a Florida town's water supply. Very interesting topics to discuss with this world that they are creating on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be right back. Right after this. Mark Levin, Dan Bongino, you do business Diamond and Silk and Candace Owens Kanye West standing with you while the flag is blowing Across the pond to Paul Jones and Watson Homie, you're the bomb like jihadis in Boston Pun intended, so don't get offended You snowflakes, safe space, find this dependence I'ma work my bloody hands to the bone 
dream about the day that you can get Roger Stone. The deep state, man, your cover was blown. About time that you sent Tommy Robinson home. Top off the jet, you did a lot of things you regret. Bill Clinton flying up in that Lolita Express. Shame If you voted for Trump You're not a bigot if you wear a MAGA hat and get jumped You're not a sexist if your girl makes you breakfast You're not a privileged white male Just ignore the idiot leftists This is where my family fought to survive Where they thrive with the immigrants work till they died And they never had a beef with any temple or tribe This is media controlling your minds Together We will make America strong again We will make America wealthy again We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Don't tread on me, I won't tread on you. Cut me, I bleed red, white, and blue. Homegrown and down to get dirty. I'm a mean shot with my old 30-30. Brother, we can get it if you cross that line. You can take a look at my American mind. Fly over, drop it. Stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because. Then we're back. Welcome back. You know, what's crazy is I've, uh, I've stood shoulder to shoulder with the dude that made that song that you guys just heard, you know, and, uh. I don't want to say like we've gotten into fights out there in the streets or done anything crazy, but you know, you meet some pretty strange and some pretty awesome people in this life, in this fight, doing this type of work. And all they're trying to do legit is just straight gaslight people. And it's kind of crazy because they're thinking they're they're insulting your memory, thinking that you have (laughs) a memory, thinking that you don't know what's going on. They're insulting your intelligence by, by, by saying things like this, like doing things like this. That's why, I, that's why it's called gaslighting. They know what they're doing. The same way Bill Gates gets up there and says, what? I'm not trying to implant you. That's Elon Musk. What? I'm not trying to put brain implants in you. I'm just trying to vaccinate you. 
it's 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 very crazy. Uh, but again, like I said, to summarize everything in the previous segment, the deep state has been exposed, and so our freedoms are being held hostage. Freedom's struggle is very real, and they are trying to figure out a way uh, not only to demoralize you, but take your rights and so many other things. Yeah, a very, very complex world we're moving into. Uh, but uh, speaking of technocratic foundations, let's go ahead and start getting into this, uh, this, this, this episode here with you guys. Uh, speaking of technocratic foundations, and I'm just going to blitz right through this one. Uh, prepare now. Events are in motion to remove the U.S. dollar as reserve currency. By Max Lavo, they put this up on February 8th over their SHTF plan. It says the United States dollar will not be the reserve currency for much longer. In its place will be a digital currency tied to your ability to be a good little slave to the ruling class. Prepare now, because when this is rolled out, things could get, or could get ugly. Now, I, I've talked about this, uh, ironically enough, not online with people. Uh, but this is actually a part of Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the socioeconomic reformation, and so much more, sustainable development. Uh, this is why you're seeing such a massive push with Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and so much more. Uh, we, 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 we really are seeing some historic things take place. Uh, this is, again, the mark of the B-style system. Okay, Whenever we start talking more about uh, Agenda 2030, uh, educational development, right? Skill-based assessments, skill-based classes, and things like this, this is what they mean. Uh, Bill Gates actually has a patent tied to, and, 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 we, and we've done shows on it. I think it's uh, patent number 060606. You know how these people are, but essentially it turns your body movements into a Bitcoin crypto, crypt, uh, cryptocurrency mining uh, asset. And so the idea is that you would take care of certain tasks and that Bitcoin, that cryptocurrency, would be entered into uh, your wallet through whatever tasks you performed in the real life. It's very, very interesting uh, to see take place. But let's read a little bit more of this, and then we'll continue on. It says, according to a report by Zero Hedge, events which are pre-planned by those wanting ultimate totalitarian control, including the United States government, are unfolding that would remove the U.S. as the reserve currency incoming is a one-world digital currency. Asia is not the only region taking steps to disentangle itself from the U.S. dollar standard in global trade and payments. The European Commission, the executive branch of the 27-country European Union, released a communication explicitly stating the goal to strengthen the international role of the euro. The goal would be, would quote, help achieve globally shared goals such as the resilience of international monetary system, a more stable and diversified global currency system, and a broader choice for market operators. What's very interesting, I, got to, I have to go ahead and say this, um, you're going to see this push take place. You're going to see China become more nationalistic in its approach. They're going to become more isolationist. That's why I say when China is the model, they're going to decouple from the U.S. They're going to begin, because they already have instituted their own digital currency. We, we, we talked about it in a news blitz on the Instagram Live, how they're rolling out a $1.3 billion in digital currency to go ahead and try to kickstart their, 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 their own internal creation. And so I don't know much about cryptocurrency, much about the blockchain. I'm definitely going to have to learn it this year uh, because we're going to see that. The dollar is going to collapse. They're going to introduce things like universal basic income and all kinds of other things that is radically going to shift how we do business, how we're able to operate. If COVID-19 was able to wipe out the middle class, uh, destroying businesses and things like this and such, 
you've got to ask, how are they going to rebuild that? I mean, my God, you cannot make a, a, a sustainable economic model paying people to not work. Like that is some of the craziest stuff I've ever heard. Like that is some straight Babylonian money magic. Uh, but let's get back into this. Quote, at some point, the fiat currency is going to vanish, says YouTube creator Dabu77. Quote, you're going to have X amount of time to claim a credit for your central bank digital currency. This has already been announced as the plan. This will be part of a global totalitarian takeover and the ultimate enslavement of humanity. People will get their universal basic income, which will be a pittance, in exchange for their acceptance of their own slavery. If you don't want to live as a slave any longer and reject this beast system, you will be cut off. Quote, by design, this is all coming down, W77 says. He also says to prepare. If you choose not to be a slave, you'll need to be able to be willing to barter, have some gold and some silver, and know its worth. There is, not stopping, there is nothing stopping this plan. Much like mass vaccination campaigns, the only thing that will end this system is the masses refusing to comply with it. Be ready. Quote, who knows what they will do? It's time to wake up. No human has any rifle power over another human. It's time to wake up to the simple fact that we do not need these psychopathic power-hungry masters. They need us. Agreed. Agreed. Let me read this little quick factoid, and then I'll talk about these extremist scores, the Mark of the Beast system, and more. Uh, but a little bit quick economic news for you guys right here. Eight million more living in poverty, nine million small businesses in danger of closing, and 10 million are behind on rent. That's raw. Uh, the sad part is, is while we were tracking the pandemic and how people failed throughout the pandemic, we were also tracking some of the devastating economic figures that were coming out about America, about food pantries being overrun, uh, you know, about power shortages, people not being able to pay their rent and a lot of different things. Again, this was all done by design to rob people of their rights, disenfranchise them from their power, destroy the middle class, uh, and essentially put people in debt, put them in chains, put them in slavery. Very, very crazy things are taking place right now. The dollar is losing its value. No one's, no one's working, right? You're paying people to not work. This is some of the craziest stuff ever. You know, and I talked about it briefly earlier, these extremist scores uh, that are being put out where you have data companies selling people's information so that companies can avoid doing business with Trump supporters. This is the social credit score system. And so as they wipe out the middle class, everybody's as, as, as they destroy everything, trying to make a level playing field, you can see them reformulating the entire system based upon uh, your views. So whenever I'm saying vote with your dollars and vote with your lifestyle, this is a very real thing because they are seeing where your dollars add up. They're seeing what companies you pay attention to. This is, this is why they want massive control. This is, again, why when we talk about civil war uh, and divesting away from all of this, it's a much bigger and a much more complex uh, uh, situation than you think. We're also going to need payment processors that are willing to be somewhat neutral in this. Like, again, I, I trip out about what we talked about towards the end of the year. Guardians of inclusive ta capitalism. Pope Francis meeting with Visa and MasterCard to create something where they, they, they say it's inclusive, but it's really exclusive. If you don't abide by these rules, you won't be allowed to do business. This is the mark of the beast style system. There, there, there truly is no other way to describe it. 
like <laughs> I think it's 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 Revelation chapter 13, right? With the mark of the beast where you're neither able to buy nor sell without receiving the mark. That you have not bent the knee and submitted yourself to the system. Like it, it this is what people need to be talking about. Uh, let me read a little bit of Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 17. Let me read this quick Bible verse, and then we'll get into actual news for you good people. But the, this comes from the good book, Revelation 13, chapter 16, uh, chapter 13, verses 16 through 17. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. You will not be able to buy nor sell without receiving the mark. You will not be able to buy nor sell without submitting yourself to these new social agendas. How crazy is this? So let's start getting into how they are laying these technocratic foundations, how they are trying to essentially micromanage our life. But you see, right now we're in a we're in a weird position in society to where people still have rights. Wow, people have free will, free discussions, free free everything. The controlling elite, the oligarchs, the technocrats at the top. They don't want that. They want absolute control. But even they are puppets. Here, let me read this article to go ahead and reset the tone. Right here, uh, tech companies could soon be able to form independent government zones. An article by Jordan Lancaster of the Daily Caller, they put this up February 5th. It says a proposed bill would allow tech companies to create their own governments in Nevada. Companies could separate local governments called Innovation Zone. Companies could create separate local governments called innovation zones that would have the authority of a county, meaning they could impose taxes, build schools, create core systems, and provide government services, according to the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Democratic Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak said that the proposed bill is meant to attract the tech companies like blockchain in order to boost the state's economy. Sisolak first introduced the concept during a January 19th State of the State Address. The legislation would allow the state to avoid using publicly funded incentives like tax abatements to attract business. Traditional governments are, quote, inadequate alone to provide the flexibility and resources conducive to making the state a leader in attracting and retaining new forms and types of businesses and fostering economic development and emerging technologies and innovative studies, a draft of the bill says. Cryptocurrency company Blockchain LLC has committed to taking advantage of the new legislation by building a, quote, smart city east of Reno if the bill is approved, Sisolak said, according to the report. Applications of the zone would be overseen by the governor's office of economic development and, quote, industry-specific tax that will be imposed upon the innovative technology or activity related to innovative technology in order to benefit Nevada, the legislation says. Businesses would have to meet certain requirements to be approved, including owning at least 50,000 acres of land that is undeveloped, uninhabited, separate from any city or town, and within a single county, the Review Journal reported. Companies would also have to commit to investing at least $1 billion in the area over the next 10 years. So this is setting the stage for Agenda 2030. 
Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and so much more. This is the year where we see that government is inept, that it is a failure, <laughs> and that companies seize control. This is the technocracy. This is, the, this is them setting their foundations, breaking away from civilization after essentially robbing the wealth of society, and they're now going to create their own neo-feudalistic system <laughs> on top of it. Like, how crazy is this? That's I say. This, when we talk about autonomous zones, right, occupied zones, things like this, this is the same deal, except big tech has legally and lawfully found a way to separate itself from society and create its own company town, right? The same way that there are, like, small towns throughout America that the government has created because they have installations there and they have to create like a town to house the people who were helped building the projects is the very same way that these tech companies are doing the same thing. Except we have no idea what these tech companies are building because they're private companies. They're private entities. They're allowed to keep this stuff secret. They, 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 they might have top secret security clearances to where they can't share information. Shucks. They might even be doing businesses with foreign elements but only using America as a base. How crazy is this? And I've said this time and time again, leading up into this point, when was the last time we saw Chicago get built? When was the last time we saw like a New York City get built? When was the last time we saw like a Boulder get built? Is there going to be like a, a, a new Reno? Who's going to name these towns? And what's crazy is I talked about this on the, on the minicast, the Instagram live earlier this week. Google's doing the same thing in Canada. They have like smart cities in Boulder. Bill Gates has done the same thing in Arizona. He's bought some land to help develop a smart city. He just had to wait for the bills to get caught up. Bill Gates was already on it. He knew where things were going. And we've talked about this. Smart cities, right? Domed enclosures, things like this. Autonomous societies, right? This is it. Uh, shucks, I can't even, I, I, I forgot it. But uh, one of the princes of Saudi Arabia, I know there's so many, uh, but Prince Mohammed bin Salman has taken it upon himself to create a city called Neom, which is 33 times the size of New York. And it's supposed to be the very same thing. He went and bought land 33 times the size of New York, and he has begun developing it. Not necessarily creating like an innovation zone, but it's a smart city with driverless cars, robots, uh, coffin apartments and so much more. What, what, what I'm trying to say is this is more monumental than people think. This is where people are going to begin to migrate. To. This is where the jobs are going to be. This is where all the cool stuff is going to be. The Amazon Go stores, the driverless cars, the Tesla tunnels, right? When you get that, that, that image of like a futuristic city, this is it. What could they create out there in the Nevada desert? You got Las Vegas right around the corner and Roswell right down the street. You, you see what I'm saying? The, the, the conglomeration of both private and public as well as uh, uh, government all just converging. Separate of their own system. How crazy is that? I really don't think people uh, quite comprehend how, how massive this is going to be. 
Like this is this is the monumental. This is the craziest stuff to me. <laughs> I feel like I am talking about the craziest stuff, but it makes sense, and that's why it's even more crazy. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, right there. Big tech's state within a state. Fifty thousand acres is a lot, man. I was so I I had joked about how I'm in talks with people who have like you know fifteen to twenty plus acres, and we can bug out there. Good Lord, bro. Like Google is out here buying like 50,000 acres and developing an entire city. But but again, we're already having that conversation about separatism, about secession, about breakaway civilizations and so much more. This is this is Silicon Valley's attempt. This is this is what they're doing. That's why I'm trying to really. Really go over this when we've talked about it in the past. Uh, the, 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 the burning man symbology behind uh, what Silicon Valley does, right? Burning man, the, 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 the Phoenix rising from the ashes. Well, who made out like a bandit during COVID-19? Big tech, Jeff Bezos, right? Mark Zuckerberg, Sergey Brin, Tim Cook, all these cats, Elon Musk, all these people made out like straight bandits during this. And so, yeah, they would siphon the wealth of the American public and the world to a degree. Whoever made Zoom is just sitting pretty. Yeah, of course, they would siphon the wealth off of the entire public and then grandstand acting like they, they, they care. Not only did they take our money, they took our rights. They took our free will, and they are literally going to create their own techno serfdom to administer it back to us. And we are going to beg to be a part of these new smart cities. This is crazy. Let me read this article from uh, Technocracy News. It's just a, 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 another more in-depth version of uh, the same type of topic. It comes from Ekaterina Bilinova via Sputnik News, but the folks over there at Technocracy News reposted it. It says that uh, big tech companies are scheming to create their own autonomous zones in states where they impose their own technocratic form of government with the same power as counties. This is roughly equivalent to the so-called company town of past eras. The idea of big tech establishing independent governments at county levels in Nevada is being floated. Tech experts are discussing if these states within a state could exist in the established America and whether the new experiment is really the best interest of Nevada. Steve Sisolak, the Democratic Nevada governor, has reportedly devised a plan to create new business in the state to boost economic development in the wake of COVID in the COVID-fueled slump. The governor's plan, however, has a provision. So-called innovation zones would allow companies to create their own governments, which would wield the authority to impose taxes, form school districts, establish justice courts, and provide public services. On the 19th of January, 2021, Sisolak offered a first glimpse of the initiative during his State of the State address, but did not provide much detail. However, a draft of the legislation by the, of the new legislation by the Las Vegas Review-Journal shed some light on his vision. Says Company Towns and Sisolak's Innovation Zone. Says the proposed bill argues that the traditional local government model is inadequate and doesn't provide enough flexibility and resources to attract new type of businesses nor foster economic development in emerging technologies and innovative industries. Therefore, the draft advocates the creation of, quote, an alternative form of local government, huh, by companies which focus on various frontier technologies such as blockchain, robotics, AI, autonomous systems, biometrics, and renewables. Applicants would be required to own at least, like we said, one 50,000-acre plot 
of undeveloped and uninhabited land within a county that's not part of a town or city. It has to invest at least $1 billion in the new site over the next decade and possess $250 million in assets. The Innovation Zone idea may not be as crazy as it sounds, although Jeffrey J. Blatt, a high-tech attorney from uh, Silicon Valley and Hollywood, who has represented a variety of key technology companies, including Apple, Sun Microsystems, Oracle, and Sony, has said, quote, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pause right there uh, because this is, this is incredible to me. This is incredible to me that we are literally seeing uh, within our time frame again, <laughs> the Big tech companies acquire so much, so much money, so much wealth, <laughs> and they admitted it. We played the clip for you. Uh, uh, a, 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 like last week, somebody from Facebook admitted that they are too powerful. They know this. It's just incredible to me that we are literally at a point in time to where we're seeing government essentially become as useful as Joe Biden and companies take over. And you've got to ask the question, is that what Trump did? Did, did, he, did he basically break the government just so that corporations could take over? Here's another quick article for you guys just to think about. We already covered it on the show a couple, week, a couple episodes ago. Academic study finds that big tech elites are in their own class, different to the rest of humanity. Came out January 22nd over there at Zero Hedge. That's, that's very interesting because right as soon as that bill got proposed in Nevada, this study came out. Yeah, an academic study carried out by researchers in the U.S. and Germany has concluded that big tech elites are completely different to all other people on the planet placed in their own class. Yes, these are the technocrats. These are your lord and saviors. These are your masters. These are the people telling you, you better stay at home. You better, you better put your mask on. You better put five masks on. This is what happens when it's no longer politics. It's no longer trial and error. We're underneath the scientific dictatorship. These people know what's best because they have the numbers to back it up. Well, maybe they can explain these numbers. And we went over them briefly. 8 million more living in poverty. 9 million small businesses in danger of closing. 10 million businesses or 10 million are behind on rent. This is by Michael Snyder of the Economic Collapse blog. Think about this. Our country is collapsing. And these parasitical big tech organizations like Fedbook, Twitter, YouTube, and so much more are, again, siphoning off, of all, siphoning off our resources, both, both, both natural as well as human capital, our intellectual resources, right? Businesses are having to shut down and operate on Shopify, on Amazon, on Fedbook, right? On Twitter, on Instagram. They destroyed the mom and pops and said, you will convert. You will adapt. Oh, but you can have 25% occupancy and 50% capacity. It's like, what? This is crazy. So after literally devastating the nations, (laughs) the world, with essentially this pandemic, they have the gall to literally create their own government because they know what's happening. They know that eventually the people will wake up But what have we been saying throughout the entirety of the pandemic and essentially since the inception of the show? That government itself is inept and more people pay attention to their phone than they do the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, 
They don't. Uh, we now live by the community guidelines. The technocrats have already won. They have already infected us with their mindset. We have already abdicated our nationality. This is the global citizen. You see, we're seeing the creation of it right now. So, yeah, <laughs> the big tech elites are in their own class. And even they're just puppets, right? Because who funds them? That ah, I swear, you know, this, this world of ours is getting, so, it, it's something else. It is turning into something else. Uh, let me read the, a little bit of this article and then we'll continue on. It comes from February, it, it comes from Michael Snyder of the Economic Collapse blog. They put this up February 10th. It says the economic downturn that we are currently experiencing is making the last recession look like a Sunday picnic. Yes, 2008 and 2009 were bad, but they weren't anything like this. Unprecedented intervention by the Federal Reserve has allowed the rich to get even richer during the crisis. But meanwhile, millions upon millions of ordinary Americans are deeply suffering. Unfortunately, what we have gone through so far is just the beginning. As a child, I was a big fan of Sesame Street, and one of the characters that really stood out to me was Count Von Count. I love the fact that he was always counting things. And that is exactly what I'm going to do in this article to illustrate how bad economic conditions have become. Let's start with the number seven. According to the Congressional Budget Office, approximately seven million more Americans would have jobs right now if the COVID-19 pandemic had never happened. But in fact, what the CBO is projecting is dire. Around seven million people are out of work in 2021, whom the CBO thought before the pandemic would be working. That's dire and a call to immediate action, not calm, not wait and see. Personally, I think that estimate is way too low. In fact, the Federal Reserve says that 152 million Americans were working before the pandemic started, and only 142 million, are working, 142 million Americans are working now. So the CBO estimate appears to be off by about 3 million. Count Von Count wouldn't be happy. Let's try another number. According to Bloomberg, the number of Americans living in poverty has risen by 8 million during this crisis. Support is rising among policymakers to address America's child poverty crisis, which is getting worse as the pandemic drags on. More than 8 million Americans, including many children, fell into poverty during the second half of last year, exacerbating the racial and income inequalities that are holding back the U.S. economy. Wow. Racial, huh? In this case... I think this is a, a reasonable estimate, but that number will inevitably keep growing in the months ahead. One of the big reasons why it will continue to rise is because hordes of small businesses will be collapsing. And that brings us to our next number. According to a study that was released by the Fed, 9 million small businesses in the U.S. say they won't survive in 2021 without more government assistance. 3 in 10 small businesses, or 9 million out of the estimated 30 million in the United States, fear they won't survive in the coming year without additional government assistance, according to a survey recently published by the Federal Reserve. More of that dependence. It says that the Small Business Credit Survey, which was conducted last September and October and released last week, showcased the incredible burden the coronavirus pandemic has placed on America's small businesses as 88% of those businesses surveyed reported that sales had not yet returned to pre-pandemic levels. They're saying that it's going to take at least 10 years to get back to pre-pandemic levels. Can you imagine what our country would look like if almost a third of all small businesses permanently disappeared? And let me, again, let me point that out. It's going to take at least 10 
years to get back to pre-pandemic levels. And that's with just the pandemic statistics. That's not with just Joe Biden over there fumbling around, screwing stuff over. It's going to take 10 years to get back to where we were just last year. I'm telling you, you're paying people to not work. What do you think is going to happen? So essentially what we're seeing is the collapse of America, our infrastructure deteriorating, the fact that we're outsourcing all of our jobs, right? Like that's what Trump was trying to do was get us back into a mindset of working, having patriotism, you know, not outsourcing everything, but having some at least pride in what you do and how that benefits everything. Nope. We're collapsing. We truly are collapsing. And and it's actually very dangerous. Uh, Like I said before, events are in motion to remove the U.S. dollar as its reserve currency. This is an organized collapse, a pre-planned destruction of our country. And Beijing Biden is, 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 is there to hold our hand as they euthanize us. Check this out right here. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm uh, Bob Gualtier of Pinellas County Sheriff, and with me is Eric Seidel, who's the mayor of the city of Oldsmar, and Al Braithwaite, who's the city manager uh, for the city of Oldsmar. On Friday, uh, February 5th, uh, there was an unlawful intrusion into the city of Oldsmar computer system at its water treatment plant. Now, I'm going to provide you a little bit of background on how water is provided in Pinellas County. And there are some cities like Oldsmar uh, that access their own well fields, have their own water treatment plants, <clears throat> and provide drinking water directly to their city's businesses and residences. Other cities obtain their water from the county, which obtains water from Tampa Bay Water. Because Oldsmar has its own well fields, it has to have its own water treatment plant that treats the water with chemicals so that it is suitable for public drinking. Water systems, like other public utility systems, are part of the nation's critical infrastructure and can be vulnerable targets when someone desires to adversely affect public safety. Hackers have attempted to poison a Florida town's water supply. The article that comes from the Drudge Report feed, they put this up February 8th. It says authorities in Pinellas County are investigating after an unknown individual attempted to hack the city of Oldsmar's water treatment plant system. So as we have a failing infrastructure. Flint still does not have clean water. Joe Biden has shut down the pipeline. They are turning off our power. They are turning off our power. We are beginning to have attacks on our infrastructure. It shows how vulnerable we are. You hear nothing? You hear nothing? That's because the technocrats have control of the media. We are again seeing an organized pre-planned collapse of the country to where it's all designed to, again, rob us of our rights, rob us of like what we've created here over, over, over a century, over generations, decades. And it's all being taken out strategically by design. This is, again, so incredible. Like, I, I think that's what I find so baffling by all of this. Stuff that would take at least like two or three years to be brought to the light that, 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 that just shows how crazy things are. It's happening just like that. And it's so fast. Like ba- like Biden linking back up with these Confucius Institutes, these Chinese Confucius Institutes organizations. It's, 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 it's so crazy to see everything just get reversed uh, so fast. Let me read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. 
talking about the technocratic zones and so much more. It says, during a press conference, Pinellas County Bub Gultiari uh, said that an individual remotely accessed a computer from the water treatment facility and increased the amount of lye sodium hydroxide by more than 100 times the normal amount. It's used to control the acidity in water. Thankfully, somebody noted that and, changed, and, and immediately changed it. Uh, officials noted that the supervisor noted noticed that someone had accessed the computer remotely once at 8 a.m. and then again at 1.30 p.m. in the later attempt. Authorities say that the hacker increased the amount of sodium hydroxide from 100 parts per million to 11,100 parts per million. The plant has removed the remote dashboard software from the computer that was affected. The FBI is now involved in the investigation. So think about this. We're not talking about fluoride in the water. We're talking about regular day people that have access to this technology, infiltrating your systems, poisoning things. This is a time where I'm going to have to point you in the direction of my Patriot Supply, tell you guys to get a, 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 a four-stage ion gravity-fed water filtration system. I'll put the link for that in the description below. This is, this, this is a shameless plug, but at the same time, it's to show you, listen, there are already power outages. He's telling you he's going to cut the power. We saw it last year in California. There's already food shortages and riots and rationing and things like this taking place with unemployment and evictions. You need to get prepared. They're telling you right out that they're going to get rid of the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency. Like, that, like things, things, things are happening so fast, it sometimes makes my head spin trying to casually talk about them and showing you how it all pertains to the larger aspect of things. How does this pertain to technocratic foundations? If regular day hackers can turn a, 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 a town's water supply into poison, well, heck yeah, they can hack voting machines. Well, heck yeah, they can hack cars. Heck yeah, they can hack into ring cameras, uh, CCTVs, and so much more. That's why I have an issue with driverless cars. We don't even know how, much, how many times this type of stuff goes unreported. And you've got to ask, who did this? Was this just some random hacker? Was this like a foreign element? Or was this a mercenary paid to do so? Testing, right? This is, this is very dangerous to me. Like to someone like me that pays attention to all this stuff, I'm again seeing such failures, not necessarily in leadership, but cracks in again our infrastructure and how we're handling things that this portends destruction and that people are not being able to put two and two together it's very very dangerous uh, to see all these things going on and again you don't hear any word from mainstream media you don't hear any word from people saying hey how do we how do we stop this what's our redundancy <laughs> oh my gosh so 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 crazy like i i guess again my mind goes towards who did this? What type of actor did this? Was this a foreign actor? Was this a domestic actor? Or was this a paid for actor that has no care whatsoever? You see, let me read this quick article about Bill Gates predicting the next two disasters. And then I'll get into this article about uh, Grimes and Lil Uzi Ver, Lucifer, making plans to get brain chips together. Uh, but this is an article that comes from Nima Harris over there at Newspunk. They put this up February 10th says Bill Gates is good at predicting things and even warned that the world in 2015 is about to face the possibility of a new pandemic caused by a respiratory virus, kind of like coronavirus. 
in a talk organized by TED Media entitled The Next Outbreak? Question mark. We're not ready. The Microsoft founder was clear that it would be the emergence of a new virus and not war that could wipe out millions of human beings. Quote, if anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. Not missiles, but microbes. Gates is now warning about what he believes are the next greatest threats to humanity. Climate change and bioterrorism. The Express reported that now in an interview with Derek Muller, the host of the YouTube channel Veritasium, the software entrepreneur outlined what he believed to be the next deadly threats facing, facing humankind. Quote, what is climate change? Every year, that, death, that would be a death toll even greater than we had in this pandemic, Mr. Gates said. He then went on to name his second, even more terrifying danger lurking out there as bioterrorism. Quote, bioterrorism, somebody who wants to cause damage could engineer a virus, and that means the cost, the chance of running into this, is more than, like, more than the naturally caused epidemics like the current one. The Microsoft chief said he felt no satisfaction at all that his 2000 prophecy had come to pass. He questioned whether he could have been more persuasive in convincing people to take the threat of a new pandemic more seriously. Asked by Mr. Mueller how he had been so sure that a viral pandemic would occur, Mr. Gates replied, quote, There are a number of respiratory viruses, and from time to time, one will come along. Quote, respiratory diseases are very scary because you will, you'll start, you're still walking around on a plane, on a bus, while you're infectious. Unlike some other diseases like Ebola, when you're mostly in a hospital bed by the time the viral load infects other people. He's talking about Event 201. He's talking about the SPARS pandemic, and he's also talking about climate change and weather modification. He actually has patents in working with Harvard to modify the weather. But again, think about this. We're, 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 we're talking about a man that has incalculable amounts of wealth, basically foreshadowing what's going to happen in the next like 10 to 20 years. And we've said this before, too, that war is not what they're going to use to kill people. They're going to use a soft kill, a soft kill method for population control. Both of those are that. And, and like I just pointed out with the hackers in the Florida water supply system, who's to say that you won't have rogue bioterrorists sponsored by Bill Gates or whatever, rogue bioterrorists or eco-environmentalists that release this virus? Like, it's, it's, it's right there. It's right there, and... and, and the, the sad part is, is if and when this stuff goes down, we'll be right here saying, we told you so. Because these people can't help but brag about what they're doing. And so look again where these places, look, look again at how this all will unfold. What I'm trying to say is those technocratic zones, those innovation zones, they won't be affected. I bet they'll have all kinds of UV light systems. They'll have all kinds of renewable technologies to lower their carbon uh, footprint. Yeah, give it time. Give it time. In the next 10 years, you're going to see a lot of things take place. Five years for sure. That's why we're seeing a lot of radicalization take place. A lot of things are accelerating. A lot of extremism. And so when, 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 when we go on that five-year to 10-year time period, let's break that down real quick. The Pentagon kind of wargamed that Generation Z, driven by malaise and hate, would break off and create their own kind of separatist or secessionary movement, uh, becoming something else entirely, be it that, that, that new Patriot Party or be it something that's done with the system entirely. That's in five years. 
Okay, so half halfway during Nevada's ten year commitment uh, to big tech innovation zones, you're going to have people breaking off from mainstream society, essentially forming their own. So while you're seeing that happen with the political aspect of it, you're going to see the uh, uh, the business, corporate, industrial aspect doing the very same thing, building up their very own smart city. And you're going to see a lot more terrorism things take place because they're going to say, oh, this is unconstitutional, a violation of our rights. You're going to lose rights. You're going to see false flags. You're going to see a lot of crazy things unfold because this is the stage that they're setting. Right? You, will, will you have rights in a technocratic zone? Will they have a constitution that's based on the constitution or will they have community guidelines that you have to abide by? How will these uh, Generation Z autonomous zones operate? Will they have a constitutional basis? Like what's crazy is we, we, we did a show about this. How many different ways society could begin to splinter from martial law to Sharia law to the Noahide laws to <laughs> the Ten Commandments and so many other things. But this is me giving you guys an example of how history is, is happening before us right now. And, and, and when I talk about our infrastructure essentially crumbling, government being inept, and us not really having like a way to move forward, this is it. This is the socioeconomic reformation. This is the socio-political reformation. This is the paradigm shift. This is setting the stage for Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. This is it. And so you're going to see failed states. You're going to see uh, cities that are essentially collapsing. And you're going to see people uh, migrate, as you have because of COVID. And you're going to see new, uh, new political ideologies surface because of this migration. It's crazy. <laughs> all of this is so crazy. And you've got to understand uh, that it is all being done by design. Uh, even down to the regionalist aspect to where they will have certain, certain areas that are for production, certain areas that are for consumption, uh, certain areas that are for, the, for, for, for renewables and things like this, right? Because you've got to have destruction, you've got to have creation, and you've also got to have that energy in between. And so this is a very, very crazy time to be alive. Uh, any more crazy than this next article I'm about to bring up with you good people. Right here, Grimes and Lucifer, on my bad, I think I pronounced that wrong, Lil Uzi Vert, make plans to get brain chips together. We went over this on the uh, Instagram live with you guys earlier in the week. This is an article that comes from Ricky Scaparo of the End Times Headlines. They put this up February 8th. And before I continue on, let me, again, point out how Grimes is the wife of Elon Musk. So somebody who said they want to implant you, he's also come up with his own Tesla town. He's working on it. He's, he's got entire uh, cities that are basically power walls and solar farms for him. He's already talked about creating like his own smart city. And now... He's trying, to, he's, he's, he's trying to basically implant the whole population. So while Bill Gates is trying to inject you with some kind of chemical concoction to manipulate your DNA, Elon Musk says, you know what, let's, let's go ahead and take it a step farther. Let's just go ahead and start implanting people. And so this is what I mean by the technocratic zones. What happens if you're not able to get inside of one of these smart, tech city, one of these smart cities without receiving the mark? as prophesied in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 17. 
what happens if you're not able to buy nor sell without receiving these brain chips? And (laughs) how far off is China from actually uh, normalizing and commercializing the introduction of brain chips? Let's get into this. It says Grimes and Lil Uzi. I'm going to just call him Lucifer because that's what he's doing. You guys don't know that, but that it's Lil Uzi Vert is Lucifer. You need to understand that and stop playing these games. Uh, but Grimes and Lucifer announced plans on social media to get brain chips implanted together. The strange interaction occurred on Sunday, February 8th, after Lucifer tweeted Neuralink in reference to Elon Musk's plan to develop a computer interface that could be implanted in the human brain. Responding to the rapper's tweets, Grimes, who is married to Musk, wrote, quote, let's get brain chips together, which Lucifer replied, I'm ready when we're doing it. The, quote, flesh and blood singer put a timeline on the plans, stating that, quote, let's aim for chips by 2022. It's experimental surgery, but if it succeeds, we'll have the knowledge of the gods. Ha ha. Lucifer agreed, writing, okay, I will call you for more details. The, magi- the, the musician's joint pledge comes after Musk's. Let me, let me pause right there. Because now I have to have a whole nother introduction into that. 2022. Right, we talked about this on the show earlier this this week with uh, transhumanism and how physical it's also spiritual. It's also part of that civil war mindset where, with the civil war ideology, where things are splintering. Uh, you've got to understand we're in that time period now, to where people think that ascension is a fully carnal and a fully flesh flesh based thing. If you if you think these people are influential now, imagine what they're going to do with technology like this at their thumbs. Like it's, it, it, I don't think I'm doing a good job explaining this. Okay. Because when I'm telling you that people and society is splintering, this is the, this is another aspect of it. If you're a dirty, you're a dirty human because you have to wear your mask. Well, what happens when you have a brain chip? What happens when you have all your vaccines, all your shots? There's an article we'll get into in the next segment. Where it, telling, where it tells people to get ready for your annual COVID shot. Like, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. This is the dehumanization. This is transhumanism. That you are, you are currently disgusting and dirty in your current form, and with science and technology, we will make you better. That is the, old, the age-old promise of the devil. The knowledge of the gods. How blasphemous. Let me continue on. It says he told users of Clubhouse, an invite-only audio app- chat application created by the SpaceX entrepreneur, that Neuralink was recently successful in its installation of a chip into a monkey's brain. He claims that the chip enabled the monkey to play video games using its mind. Quote, you can't even see where the neural implant was put in, except that he's got a slight like dark mohawk, must told listeners. Recently, Lucifer made headlines with his new elaborate piercing, a peak diamond worth $24 million pierced into his forehead. So vanity and pride, again, more carnal and fleshly things that really serve no purpose. (laughs) More, more vain and self-gratification, self-aggrandizement, more things again to trap you here in this carnality, in this world. So sad, but they, they disguise it as such. They disguise it as enlightenment. As super woke level 5,000 when you get that brain implant put inside of you. But this is what happens when you have people who have been spiritually cut off and are proud of it. Like, 
I say Hollywood politicians when I was referring to Bill Maher, what would you call uh, these, 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 these shills, uh, these satanic droppings, right? Uh, these, these puppets, I think is the best way to describe it. What would you call these type of individuals? Because that's all they are. They're not really individuals. There's a spirit through them. They're just vessels that they activate every now and then. They roll them out there to get the latest thing, the trendiest thing. Like, here's, here's the crazy thing. Because I come at it from like a paranormal aspect. How crazy is it that we are now in a time period to where humans can implant humans, but aliens can't implant humans? Right? Because you got the UFO alien abduction agenda where aliens were coming through probing people and putting implants in them. That's all conspiracy theory. But when Elon Musk does it with Lucifer and Grimes, it's super cool. Oh, Bill Gates can't do it. He just wants to inject you with a needle. But when Elon Musk does it, it's the cat's meow. Do you see what's happening? You're being propagandized to. They're trying to break down your defenses of having you insert something into yourself. Like it's supposed to be a good thing. <laughs> it, 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 it's crazy. You see. It, it, it is, again, almost laughable were it not so, so crazy. <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it really does blow my mind because, see, this is the political aspect. We were talking about the mark of the beast. What about the prophetic and the spiritual aspect of this, of having an implantable, an implantable microchip in your brain to where your thoughts are no longer your own, your own? where you're a part of that collective, you truly will become a part of the mass, the masses, the brainwashed masses. You won't, you won't have to get de-Trumpified or de-radicalized. Just put that brain chip in your head and you won't ever have a single thought at all. You are now living in a sci-fi fiction movie. <laughs> like, uh, well, uh, you were now living in a sci-fi movie. You were living in prophetic days. You were living in, in historic times. You were living in the Matrix. There is no, there, you cannot get around it. Like this is now our world. And last year I said, I said it and I'll say it right now. Since we're talking about this, I bet you there's some chip heads walking around right now. I bet you there are people who already have threads in their brain walking around. Because you got to think, well, 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 some people will have implants to, to, to help neurological issues caused by the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, some people will have implants in their head to help, you know, with, uh, with limb movement, with uh, being able to use their phalanges and things like this, different limbs, uh, trying to recover and things like that, prosthetic limbs. It's transhumanism. They're already trying to advocate it. But I thoroughly believe that there are already chip heads walking around and that might be considered hate speech. Uh, but, but, but you get what I'm saying. This is me trying to wrap my mind around proto-Borgs. Not full-blown cyborgs, but proto-Borgs, the beta-Borgs that we've talked about in the past. Like, we are now moving it forward into that time period to where you have men that don't want to be men, women that don't want to be women, humans that don't want to be human, and they're just going to do whatever. They're going to they're gonna mess with their genetics. They're going to mess with their bodies. And we're going to see it. And so they're going to have celebrities introduce it. And then you're going to have somebody that's avant-garde, you know, do something crazy. But you've got to think what we've already seen in such a short amount of time uh, and where it's going to go. 
But uh, here, let me pull up this next article, which exemplifies what I'm trying to say. And we've talked to talk, we've talked time and time about it uh, right here. China's Communist Party teaching children that Christianity is an evil cult. So while I'm warning you about the mark of the beast, warning you about being cut off by God and how technology is the thing to do that, we don't talk much about the Antichrist as much as we should and how we're basically in those days. Uh, but as I'm trying to warn you through a biblical lens about all these things that are coming on, coming upon us, China says, oh, no, that's just an evil cult. Don't worry about those guys. They believe in that Bible thing over there. That's crazy to me. So while we are literally living in prophetic days with the Mark of the Beast style system being created, China has the gall. The Communist Party has a gall to say, oh, no, don't worry about that. Yeah, they're, those, those folks, they're evil. That's why we cut their heads off. Yeah, that's why we cut Christians' heads off and we steal their organs, because they're evil. And I've said this time and time again, especially when relating to China, specifically religion, that you shall worship nothing, there shall be no other religion than the state. That's the communist manifesto, that's the communist goal. That's what they want, do away with religion, unless it glorifies the party. And is that not what President Xi Jinping did? He literally rewrote the Ten Commandments with Xi Jinping quotes. Let's get into this article. This comes from Ricky Saparo of End Times Headline. They put this up February 9th. It says China's communist regime is reportedly taking more steps to indoctrinate young children to ensure they worship the country's communist ruler, Xi Jinping, instead of God. As CBN's Faithwire has reported, under, under the regime's regulations on religious affairs, school children have been trained for years to report any family member who espoused Christian views. Kind of like what Americans are doing turning in their parents who went to the capital. Now, the Epoch Times reports that the, that the Chinese Communist Party is escalating its efforts to, quote, groom young children in, Ch in China to have the rights, ideas, and thoughts that are anchored in atheism. <laughs> wow. Anchored in atheism. There is no God. Your God is dead. And, 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 and all of this. This is crazy to me. And you've got Beijing Biden over there worshiping the ground that Xi Jinping walks on. Let me get back into this. It says one Christian mother said her child appeared to be acting differently after attending school. Quote, before starting school, I told my child about God's creation and he believed it. But after being taught at school, my child is like a different person. In atheistic China, pure and innocent children have been taught to hate God. In one case, a child found a Christian booklet in his home and became anxious because his teacher warned that, quote, Christianity is Xi Jiao, or evil cult. The children are given a textbook called Morality and Society, which talks more about Xi Jiao, or evil cult. CBN News previously reported that the CCP strives to eliminate the faith community because it's perceived as a threat to Xi's regime. There are more Christians in China than the Communist Party members, and this reality doesn't sit well with the party. So religious material has been classified as contraband. Yeah, you could have your Bible confiscated. You could be taken to uh, one of these, what do they call them? Thought transformation centers. We've, 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 we've talked about it on the show. We've played clips of it, of, of, of individuals who have had their faces punched in and then taken to these, these, these thought transformation centers and basically forced to espouse more of the Communist Party's
talking points. And the very same thing is happening here when you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying we need more funding to de-radicalize Trump supporters. And then you've got them saying that we need to, <laughs> we, we need to deprogram Trump supporters. This is where it's at. It starts with the Christians. It starts with the Trump supporters. Who knows where it ends? You've got to see this. This is incredible. And this is, again, more of that scientific dictatorship. That's what I say by living in a science fiction movie. This is insane. Says Xi has ordered that all religions must synthesize to see that they are loyal to the official atheistic party. A religious calendar, a religious calendar was removed from one Christian household and was replaced with a poster bearing the words, quote, be grateful to the party, obey, and follow the party. Some of the anti-Christian attacks have been more public. For example, hundreds of crosses were removed from church buildings in, one, in just one province over a period of four months. Quote, as crosses are being removed throughout the county or throughout the country, those who refuse to cooperate will be accused of opposing the Communist Party, said one Christian. Quote, we are pressured to give up our faith, but we will persevere. And surveillance cameras have even been installed inside churches. Worship services can only be led by government-approved pastors, and church finances are controlled by the government. China is ranked 17th on open doors China is ranked 17th on Open Doors' 2021 World Watch list of countries where Christians suffer the most persecution. <laughs> oh, man. And it is, it's, it's crazy. Again, it is crazy to see Joe Biden bend the knee to these people. They've destroyed churches, ripped up graves, rewritten the Ten Commandments. Like, it is crazy what's going on in, uh, in China but you don't hear a single word of it, man. That's the even crazier part about it. And on top of that, you have people basically worshiping the ground they walk on. And this is what I mean. They have to eradicate religion because there shall be no spirituality in a technological age. They're getting rid of it. It's all about the age of enlightenment, knowledge, or knowledge, wisdom, information, and data. There's no need for spirituality. That's why they want to give you the new age mysticism. Right? They want to give you a, 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 a Gaia worship, a one world religion. This has all been prophesied. And that's why they got to get rid of Christians first, is because they were told to be the salt of the earth, to be the watchmen of the wall, to be the ones that call this stuff out, to put themselves, uh, uh, what is it? To be the intercessors. But once they're gone, once these people stop standing up, not only for their rights, but your rights, are you going to stand up for them? Are you going to stand up for anybody? But here, let's get back into what China's doing. Uh, this is, again, more the technocratic zone aspect after they successfully launched a pandemic on the world. Uh, they now have a spacecraft that has entered orbit around Mars. This is an article that comes from Zero Hedge over there. Uh, and they put this up February 10th. CGTN official on Twitter, the China state-affiliated media, says that China's first Mars probe Tianwen-1 has successfully entered the orbit of the red planet after a crucial, quote, break to decelerate and be captured by Mars gravity, according to CNSA. And so what they're saying is they've launched probes. So after literally paralyzing the entire world with a virus, selling them masks, selling them vaccines, selling them data, after stealing, robbing, and replicating all kinds of stuff, accumulating again 
massive amounts of wealth, they too have launched their space program. But what's even crazier is you've got Beijing Biden shutting down Elon Musk and shutting down the space program. We talked about it just last week. There was a clip in our Telegram feed of Jin Saki, Saki, the White House press secretary, scoffing at the idea of a Biden administration working with the Space Force. And so here we have a new branch of the military specifically designed to work with space, and the incoming administration thinks they're a joke, while our adversaries and our enemies, who literally poisoned us, launched a probe. Do do, do you see what's happening here? This is what I'm saying, how we have been positioned for failure. While they have given all the code keys to China and they have given them all the power because China is the model now. They are the ones that created the first social credit score system. We played the clips for you of sociologists literally laughing at America, laughing at us, saying, oh, if we just eat, sleep, pee and go to work, 1.8 billion Chinese people will drive the U.S. economy into the ground. Let me let me let me read this. I'm getting frustrated. It says, while space is becoming the next battleground domain for superpower rivalry between the U.S. and China, China announced Wednesday morning its Mars probe has, quote, successfully entered the red planet's orbit. Quote, China's first Mars probe, Tianwen-1, has successfully entered the orbit of the red planet after a crucial break to decelerate and be captured by Mars's gravity, according to the China National Space Administration. AP News also reports that the Chinese orbit rover has entered the orbit around Mars, becoming the second spacecraft to arrive at the Red Planet in the past two days. On Tuesday, a spacecraft from the United Arab Emirates entered into orbit around Mars. This is the UAE's first interplanetary research mission. China's ambitions in space have been increasing in recent months. In December, China landed a spacecraft on the moon and collected lunar rock samples. The final frontier is space. The rivalry between the U.S. and China will be for control of the moon and Mars. Very interesting. Very, very interesting, the race for space, when really it is the acclimation of power. (laughs) Crazy. All of this is crazy. But what is it that we're really talking about? Again, like, what is it that we're talking about? Society radically changing everything we thought we knew going right out the window. And so much more like this is truly astonishing. Like this, this segment is one that I really wanted to kind of, I wanted this segment to really encapsulate how crazy things are. Yes, COVID is an issue, but it's not really COVID. While people were worried about that, they couldn't see the, configuration that was taking place behind the scenes, the orchestration and everything else that was taking place, and what that portends for the future. And again, how the social contract has been violated, and how society itself is just changing at an ever-growing rate. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're again just seeing a partitioning of society take place. It is truly fascinating and, and, and disturbing at the same time. Uh, but I wanted this segment, the Technocratic Zones, to, 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 to really show you guys how far we have come and how far they plan to take us. Uh, but uh, speaking of taking us anywhere, I'm going to take us into a break. And when we come back, 
We're going to be talking about how anti-vaxxers are the Biden administration's next target. Yeah, uh, as if you weren't surprised. Uh, and how Facebook says it's going to start taking down posts with claims about vaccines that it deems false. Whether or not, whether or not it's true is irrelevant. It's whether or not Facebook deems it false. As well as uh, the German magazine Die Walt saying that Germany hired the Koch Institute and other scientists to justify the unconstitutional lockdowns. A lot of COVID nonsense on the other end. Medical mishandling is coming right up. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. In a world where secret powers are at play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives crusaders of truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Thank you. 
so sweet and uh well you know i think about uh i I wear many hats doing this type of work man i told you guys you know before we took that last break that i had worked with the producer actually fought with the producer out there in the streets yeah good man damn and a real good welder bro shucks just a fantastic uh, uh, uh craftsman period Wow. And, um, you know, I was just thinking about that song that we were playing in between the break and my days of like hip hop and music and rap and EDM and just where we are at and how far and how, how, how far we've come in such a short amount of time. And just, uh, you know, it is only through the Lord God almighty that I am still here today. I praise God. <laughs> it's just, that's just all I can say is, is all praise goes to the most high. You know, I am but a humble, a humble vessel to do his work here. <laughs> oh, my God. oh man. China saying that Christianity is an evil cult. 
Well, you know, I I would prefer, you know, for them to come out outright and say it uh, instead of sneaking around and being shady and doing everything else they're doing. And that's definitely not how I wanted to intro this segment, but uh, salutations, my friends, and thank you for joining us on this third segment, the medical mishandling of this episode, uh, season 11, episode four. You know, we, 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 we have 11 seasons underneath our belt, technically 10 if you want to just say that couple years underneath our belt and it's just it's it's so it is so honestly jaw-dropping uh talking about this type of stuff you know prophetic politicking is the best way to describe it uh but it, it, it's just so crazy i can't that cannot be understated enough i know i sound like i'm repeating myself but it's truly because i'm at a loss for words uh you know and some smooth music like that really does kind of put it in perspective like how how far we are and uh somewhat what's required of us not even what somewhat's required of us like what is required of us to move forward we talk about it time and time again how the previous generation fought and died for our for our liberties and for our freedoms and very few of us stand up for those that come after but i can't i can only hope that that's a uh, a snapshot and not the actual case. You know, I'll say this and start getting into things. No matter how dark things are, realize that the shadows can exist without the light. And I had talked about it earlier this week on the podcast episode that, you know, a lot of this stuff is is of God's doing. I mean, my God, whenever I'm over here talking about Revelation chapter 13 and the social credit score system, and so much more, it's like, of course, this is God's plan. This is all a plan. Not QAnon's trust the plan, but this has all been someone's plan, a, a, a plan of master design that we're only now being made aware of because it is so overt. There is nothing new under the sun. You cannot hide. That which, is, that which was hidden has been made visible, has been revealed. That is all revelation means, is the great revealing, the great showing. Occult just means hidden. And all the shady stuff these people were doing out there in the secrets, it's now out there in the open. And we can see it now. And we are being given a choice. Not necessarily a moment of reprieve, but we are being given a choice to see how we proceed, how we move forward, and what we do. We have to have, I forget how it goes. I'll say this and get into this, get into stuff for you guys. There's a song by Rise Against. It's a, where they basically say that, you know, we're willing to, we don't, we don't want to shoulder the burden of mistakes, but we're willing to carry the weight of trying. I forget like how the actual verse goes on the song, but it's, but he's basically saying that, we, we, we don't want to carry the burden of repeat, but we will try. We don't know what's going to happen, but we don't want failure to be our excuse. Chucks, maybe I'll try to find it for the next show, but you get what I mean. Uh, let me go ahead and start getting this clip up for here for you guys. This is something that we had uh, begun to talk about last week. Uh, but uh, last week, Biden went ahead and made he issued orders for a federal mask mandate. (laughs) Uh, Let's take a listen and then we'll continue on. 
CDC taking additional measures to protect travelers in the U.S. Starting tonight, anyone using public transit will be required to wear a mask. News for Jack's reporter Jennifer Reddy joins us live. She's at Jacksonville Regional Transportation Center. And Jen, this is already a requirement at many local transportation hubs. Good morning. It is JTA is one of those in our area that has been requiring passengers and customers to wear a mask for several months now. Just in the last few minutes, I had an opportunity to speak with the communications director here who says really the only thing changes right now is that this is a requirement now by the CDC. And he says, as always, safety is a top priority. It's no, it's no secret. Buses are confined spaces, but we do a lot to ensure that those confined spaces are safe. Wearing a mask limiting onboard capacity, doing things like changing our air filters on the buses more than not. These are the types of things that's going to keep us able to provide that safe, clean, reliable, and vital public transportation services for folks here in Jacksonville. From planes to buses and even ferries, travelers will be required to wear a mask for the foreseeable future. The CDC issued a mask mandate on public transportation that goes into effect just before midnight tonight. This means travelers must wear a mask covering their mouth and nose while they are on planes, trains, ships, buses, taxis, ride shares, and at transportation hubs like airports or bus terminals. The CDC saying in part, quote, requiring masks on our transportation system will protect Americans and provide confidence that we can once again travel safely during this pandemic. But there are some exceptions to the rule. According to the CDC, it does not apply to kids younger than two years old or those with certain medical conditions. Travelers can remove their mask for a short period of time to eat, drink, or take medication or during an emergency, for example, needing to use the oxygen mask on a plane. And it is important to note that under this order, people do need to wear their mask the entire duration of their travel. Jennifer Reddy, Channel 4, the local station. So different people have different ideas as to what qualifies as a mask. Did the CDC specify what masks qualify? Oh my God. Bruce, the CDC breaks it down very clearly for people, but of note, they do say that people need to have their mask, mask covering their mouth and their nose and secure on their head with the ear loops tightly around your head. Oh when it comes to some of the other popular options like gaiters and face shields, gaiters are allowed, but they do need to be I layered. I this off. I'm sorry. Uh, this is the Big Brother government. Jen, uh, could you tell me what type of masks are allowed? My God, are you serious? Great God, are you serious? This is the Obey Big Brother government. This is what happens when you have a tyrannical, run amok, corrupt government uh, that thinks it knows what's best for you. You're allowed to take your mask off when you want to eat, though, because we're loving. Like China, we have a loving dictator that allows us to eat without our masks. Oh, praise Biden. Give me a break. These clowns. Give me a break. This is insane. Insanity to its finest. These are the rules of clown world. <laughs> Straight up insanity. Let's go ahead and start getting into stuff for you. Uh, right here, anti-vaxxers are the Biden administration's next target. An article that comes from Jesse Smith of Truth Unmuted. They put this up February 10th. This says the experts are very upset that there is so much resistance to taking COVID vaccines. 
They have a real grudge against those who dare to do their own research, formulate their own opinions, and insist on informed consent and bodily autonomy. They think, to, they think any resistance to COVID vaccines is due to, quote, conspiracy theories. Just as we warned in Beware the Vaccine Part 3, the government will ramp up its propaganda efforts to, quote, build trust in the public. If the, quote, pandemic is prolonged, they will demonize and blame anti-vaxxers as the reason and ramp up efforts to identify those who haven't been vaccinated to, quote, convince them to take the shot. If that doesn't work, they may, as we warned in Beware the Vaccine Part 4, try to make it mandatory. Please keep your eyes open as this continues to develop. Key points. Uh, just under half of the adults in the U.S. said in December that they were very likely to get vaccinated, according to a new CDC study. Uh, that's up 39.4% of adults surveyed in September, but still below the 70 to 40 to 85% uh, that say it's needed to suppress the virus. That could potentially jeopardize U.S. vaccination efforts to control the pandemic, which has overwhelmed hospital and taken more than 466,000 American lives in just about a year. Wendy Borger tested positive for COVID-19 at an urgent care center in Palmerton, Pennsylvania on December 28th. She said she was fatigued, short of breath, and had a headache, heart palpitations, and a fever of over 103 degrees Fahrenheit. Her oxygen levels dipped to 80 to 94%. Or dipped 94%. Uh, Berger, who is 50 and suffers from chronic bronchitis, said her lungs felt like a weapon when she walked down the stairs or even had a shower. It took almost two weeks before it didn't hurt to breathe, she said. It's been more than a month since her diagnosis, and she still isn't fully recovered. Despite her suffering, she still won't get a COVID-19 vaccine shot. Quote, I'm not a believer in the flu shot either. I just think about our body needs to fight things off naturally. Borger, a self-described anti-vaxxer, told CNBC. I mean, like me, you know, luckily I survived. It was bad, but I survived. Now think about that. You're now one of these anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorists for thinking that the immune system should do what it's designed to do. Huh. So I guess uh, Archbishop Carlo Vigliano was right whenever he said that COVID-19 was being used as a global health dictatorship to usurp God. Hmm. Because again, here's more of that transhumanism, thinking that you dirty humans, you're sick. Give us your bodies and through science and technology, we'll make you better. Why won't I let my immune system work? What, what, what happens with that? Oh, well, you're asking too many questions. You're asking way too many questions. You know what? Just put your mask back on. This is crazy. And I put this up just before coming on the air. <laughs> More of the insanity, right? Authorities investigating after COVID-19 vaccine recipients develop rare blood disorder. Wow. So on top of people having Bell's palsy, uh, symptoms that are similar to stroke, half of their face essentially not functioning, people having the tremors and shakes, we've seen clips like that as well, they're now developing rare blood diseases. Very, very interesting. Let's see if I can pronounce it. Uh, Thrombocytopenia? Thrombocytopenia? Thrombocytopenia. It's a rare blood disorder. Wow. I'll, I'll read a little bit of this and then we'll get into our, our, our real article. Uh, it comes from Epoch Times. They put this up February 11th. It's by Zachary Steiber. It says federal authorities are investigating after some COVID-19 vaccine recipients have developed the rare blood disorder thromboxytopenia. Pinia. Pinia. 
uh, with at least several cases resulting in death. A Food and Drug Administration spokesperson told the Epoch Times via email that the agency is investigating and assessing the reported cases. Let me read a little bit about this blood disorder. I, I, I wonder what, uh, what it's like. I said the blood disorder was listed by the FDA last year as a possible adverse event outcome from getting a COVID-19 vaccine alongside other serious adverse events like Guillain-Barre syndrome and death. Several dozen cases reported post-vaccination thrombocytopenia have been submitted to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, a passive reporting system managed by the FDA and Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Approximately 44.7 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccines have been administered to the United States as of February 10th. It doesn't seem like it's going to tell me more about this disease, uh, but I find that very strange. And again, Bell's palsy, right? Uh, Rare blood disease, headaches, lung collapsing, uh, uh, It's just, just, the list goes on. We're watching a lifetime experiment and people just keep trying to downplay these events. Sterility, right? So many things. But they just don't want to admit that this is causing problems. Very, very crazy. But uh, continuing on more of the medical mishandling, or at least the medical mayhem, right here, report. UK government considering knocking on the doors of vaccine refuseniks. An article by Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. They put this up February 8th. And we have played for you clips of the military going door-to-door in the UK handing out vaccines. Now they're saying that they're considering knocking on the door of people who refuse it. So it's not mandatory. It's just strongly recommended. And now by refusing, they are going to try to figure out how to coerce you into taking it. Says council staff may turn up on doorsteps demanding to know why people haven't taken the shot. Again, threatening you, posturing you, you know, trying to manipulate you, coerce you. And this is, again, why I would have to point you guys in the direction of our Telegram chat. Or just go to freedomtaker.com. They have four downloadable forms where you can refuse, uh, 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 where you have an employer coercion document. You have a uh, vaccine uh, 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 refusal document. You also have a no mandatory testing document. There are four separate documents, which I would highly recommend you guys download as PDFs on your phone, print them out, have these things ready to go in situations like this. Legally and lawfully, get your ducks in a row so they don't try to just come plunge a needle in your arm. They're trying to figure out, again, how to manipulate you, how to coerce you. We haven't even talked about uh, 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 joints for jabs or jabs for joints. It's like you get those jabs, we'll give you some free weed. It's like, what, dude? Let's get into this. It says the UK government is considering considering a plan to dispatch council staff to knock on the doors of those who refuse to take a coronavirus vaccine in an effort to coerce refuseniks and to take in the shot, according to a report. The London Metro reports that vaccine minister Nadim Zawahi told MPs he wanted to identify at an individual level those who have been offered the, re- the vaccine but turned it down. The report states that the plan is being hatched amid fears that a sizable amount of people or a sizable amount of the population are skeptical of the vaccine. Zawahi said that the role of the council staffers would be to determine why people are refusing the the vaccine and then see, quote, what might convince them to change their minds. 
Zawahi refused to confirm how the government will know who has not taken the vaccine, but did admit during a radio appearance on the BBC that everyone who has taken the shot has been registered into a national immunization vaccination system. Quote, we absolutely will look at how we are addressing the issue of the refusal rates, Zawahi said. While Zawahi touted a high uptake of vaccines among British people, it emerged around 20% of the social care workers have refused to take the vaccine. Probably because they're seeing the same thing we're seeing. And the sad part is, is like D-Day, like V-Day, what they say, we're letting all these other bodies just be crammed into this, this, this wood chipper. We're letting all these other people essentially sacrifice their lives and we're seeing the first wave of studies come back. We're, that's what I'm saying. We're seeing a lifetime experiment and just because the vaccine is there doesn't mean people want to take it. They'll virtue signal and, 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 and do all this, but that doesn't mean they'll plunge that needle in their arm knowing full well that it's a chemical concoction. They don't want that. Oh, but you see, they've got to figure out how to get those rates up. It says, in December, a poll found that around a third of the people in the UK do not want to take the vaccine. The notion of government staffers knocking at the doors of refuseniks has prompted fears that the British, the British government is keeping a database of vaccine skeptics. A similar scheme has been implemented in Spain. With so-called, quote, vaccination passports looming, a non-vaccinated database could enable the government to cross-check who they are issuing the freedom passes to and ensure that, they, that only the vaccinated are allowed to integrate back into society. So again, more of that Mark of the Beast style stuff, more of the social credit score stuff, the scientific dictatorship, right? Did you get your shot? Great. Hey, here's a beer for you. Boom. Oh, you didn't get yours? You can wait outside. You can wait outside. Yeah, you don't get to have the fun. You're one of those dirty anti-vaxxers. You see how it's just... You, you, you see how crazy this is? That there is no middle ground other than the ones that we force upon them. <laughs> you had South Africa halting their vaccine rollout because they knew that, that the jab was ineffective at combating COVID. Oh, but you got to get it anyway. You got to get this ineffective vaccine for a virus that's extremely, that's, that's hardly lethal. What? This is what I mean by them holding our freedoms hostage. Check this out right here. Germany hired Koch Institute and other scientists to justify the unconstitutional lockdowns. An article that comes from Zero Hedge, they put this up February 9th. This next one comes from Great Game India. We put it up on our Telegram before we put it up on our Instagram. It says Germany hired scientists to develop fake coronavirus model to justify the strict Lockdowns. Yeah. According to an extensive email exchanges obtained by a group of lawyers in a legal dispute, the German Interior Ministry hired scientists to develop fake coronavirus models in order to justify the lockdowns. Yeah, of course. It's not, it's not about health. It's about obedience. It's about submission. You can't tell the slaves their rights. Shame on you. Tell them to put their mask on and that, that we have a vaccine waiting for them. And you see, that's the problem with a brain-dead, dumbed-down population that doesn't know what type of war it's in. And why they're, why they're trying to, again, coerce you, intimidate you, threaten you. Because they want to trick you up. You've got to be armed with the facts. I would definitely recommend you guys to download those documents from thefreedomtaker.com or from our Telegram and keep them on your person. 
and then find other examples of that templates that can be used to, to, to learn your rights, man. Because this is insane. It's not mandatory, but they can really pressure you into doing what they want. Either your employers will make it mandatory or your insurance will make it mandatory, but you have to start figuring out a way to kind of put it on the table. Say, let's get your let's get your signature on this. If there's anything that goes wrong, you'll be the first one I call. That's why they asked for regulatory flexibility at the start of this and why I spammed it home the whole way through throughout this pandemic, because they know it's going to create things like Bell's palsy. It's going to create rare blood disease. It's going to do all these crazy things they're doing, but they do not want people to turn back around and be able to sue them. Check this out right here. Hundreds marched through Copenhagen to protest the COVID-19 lockdown and plans for vaccination passports. Let's take a quick listen. So while Americans are getting lit over the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, right, <laughs> you got the entire world fighting back against COVID. Let's get into this. We put this up February 8th. It's from this post. It says people opposing the Danish government's response to the COVID-19 pandemic marched through the capital in a fresh protest on Saturday. Unlike some previous events, this week's gathering remained peaceful and prompted no arrests. The protest was organized by the Mine, the Men in Black group. Uh, who are unhappy with Denmark's partial lockdown and the looming rollout of a digital system which will track vaccinations and issue certificates confirming people's inoculation status. Now, passports are used for international travel and potentially to give access to the public venues in Denmark itself. On Saturday night, hundreds of demonstrators walked through central Copenhagen in front of the parliament building, carrying torches and flares, chanting slogans and playing music, which included their unofficial anthem, a version of the Italian partisan classic Bella Cio. They also carried an effigy of Prime Minister Mate Fredriksen, made to look like North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. But unlike the model of the Prime Minister seen two weeks ago, they didn't burn it. The burning stunt that happened on January 23rd caused much controversy, as on that occasion, the effigy was wearing a sign stating that the Prime Minister deserved to be killed. Five people were arrested during that event. Men and black allies distanced themselves from the action and lamented that it drew attention away from their core message. The protesters accused Fredriksen of imposing hasty and unnecessary restrictions and forcing people into taking the vaccine. Vaccination is not compulsory in Denmark, but opponents say it could as well be mandated if the alternative is to be excluded from all social life. Yeah, people need to fight back now. People need to fight back now. Here's an example, okay? Out here in uh, the Southwest desert, we're running up on the one-year anniversary of the lockdowns being instituted here. Our governor hates the word lockdown, right? So what we're doing is we're having a lockdown anniversary where we're putting ourselves in cages, we're putting ourselves in chains, we're dressing up like like slaves, and we're really trying to stick our thumb in the governor's eye, showing the suicide rates, the business closures, and how much damage has been caused underneath her unconstitutional lockdowns. We've got to get real creative in how we go about these things. Just last week, we were having a nonpartisan, uh, a nonpartisan anti-vax lockdown. It was super good. Uh, a nonpartisan anti-vaccine uh, lockdown protest. It was really, really cool. 
And I'm glad to see that type of stuff, but this is, this is what needs to happen. We need to see more people organizing and unifying because right now they're going ahead with this. And so while the protest is one thing, you also need to come up with committees. You need to have like action groups, people calling legislators, people calling senators, people calling like their elected officials and putting the pressure on them. Burning an effigy is one thing, no doubt. But at this point, we need to let them know they're on notice. We see you. We see the bills you're trying to pass. And not only do we have the manpower, but we have the voting power. And that's an even, inter- an even more interesting comment or discussion that's going to take place here in the future. I might talk more about that in uh, next week's Instagram Live, how celebrities have become inept, feckless, and useless, and how now we're in the age of action. We need uh, leaders. We need activists. We need people stepping out of the social norms, doing stuff like this. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be privy to some of these conversations. Uh, but getting back into the show, medical mishandling, I had already mentioned it, how South Africa was halting their vaccine because it was useless. Let's take a listen. But we're also in a situation now where the South African variant is beginning to spread around the country. Um, So what do you know about the efficacy of the vaccine against that? We're working with partners in different parts of the world to conduct our clinical studies and look at vaccine efficacy. And there will be more data to come out on this shortly. Um, We've had safety data published from the South African trials and it's been shared with regulators and there are certainly no safety concerns. But that trial is quite a small trial. So there may not be much opportunity to look at impact on particularly something like severe disease. Because we know that there's a study being published tomorrow which shows that your current vaccine only offers limited protection against the South African variant for moderate and mild disease. Could that have implications for how we live in the future, if that proves to be true? What we're seeing from other vaccine developers is that they have a a reduction in efficacy against some of the variant viruses. And what that is looking like is that... um, but we're also in a situation now. Failure is what that's looking like. This is another article that comes from Truth Unmuted by Jesse Smith. They put this up February 8th. It says, as we previewed over the weekend, a new study suggests that AstraZeneca's COVID vaccine developed in partnership with Oxford is significantly less effective at preventing patients from being infected by a new, quote, variant, a.k.a. mutant strain, first isolated in South Africa. We posited that the new data could be used by European regulators as well as regulators from elsewhere to justify another round of lockdowns and other restrictions, even as cases and infections continue to decline worldwide. Already, it's looking like that assessment was correct, because on Monday, Bloomberg reported that South Africa had suspended its vaccination rollout until developers finished working on a highly finished working on the highly anticipated vaccine. Meanwhile, Sarah Gilbert, whose name readers may recognize from her overly optimistic projections about when the UK's AstraZeneca jab might finally be ready to face the FDA a few months back, is already doing it again, telling Bloomberg that the new jab should be ready to go by the fall. Of course, AstraZeneca's jab isn't the only one developed in the West, so to show less than ideal soda developed in the West to show less than ideal data so far. Quote, it's easy to adapt the technology, Gilbert said in an interview with the BBC's Andrew Marr show Sunday. Quote, this year we expect to show a new version of the vaccine will generate antibodies that recognize the new variant, and then it will be very much like working on vaccines, flu vaccines that they've never gotten right. Although vaccine makers said that said their shot appears to maintain efficacy against the UK variants, 
Pharmaceutical companies are racing to develop booster shots against new strains because AstraZeneca isn't, isn't alone here. Other jabs, including one being manufactured by Novavax and another being manufactured by Johnson & Johnson, have published data showing a surprisingly lack of efficacy against the South, variant, the South African variant, uh, which is increasingly stoking concerns about another wave of viruses, even after the first wave of vaccines, has been made widely available. Yeah. Newsflash, there's going to be a new virus every year. There's going to be a new vaccine every year. And you have to roll up your sleeve every year to try to fight this. Yeah, every year. Last year it was COVID. This year it'll be like this. It'll be all about the variants and the different strains and how they've got to, they've got to try to stop these strains. You've got to get more shots. You've got to get more doses, right? Every single one of them ineffective. Because it's not about the virus. They're trying to kill you. Oh, you didn't die with the first one? Shucks. Come back. What is it? 17, 14, or 21 days. Get another. Oh, that didn't get you? Crap. Well, it looks like you're immune. Oh, looks like there's a new variant. Get back in here and get your revaccination, your annual revaccination. This is, again, more of that big brother, obey big brother mentality to where they're failing. They're showing you they're failing. But because the system needs to operate off of a lie and a hoax, they're running us through the system. Let me get into this article from Alexander Zhang of the Epoch Times, where it says, get used to annual, get used to annual revaccination against COVID-19, Boris Johnson says. It says people will have to get used to the idea of annual revaccination against the CCP virus as new variants emerge, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said on Wednesday. Quote, I think we're going to have to get used to the idea of vaccinating and then revaccinating in the autumn as we come to face these new variants, he said during Prime Minister's questions in Parliament. The idea had been floated by Nahim, oh, not Nahim Zawahi, the UK's vaccine deployment minister on Sunday when he told the BBC that a, quote, booster in the autumn and then the annual vaccinations with, up jab, with updated jabs are very probable. Johnson, who told a Downing Street press, br- press briefing on Wednesday afternoon that just over 13 million people have now been vaccinated across the UK, including one in four adults in England, over 90% of everyone over 75 than over 90% of eligible residents of care homes for the elderly. But the emergence of new variants of the CCP virus, also known as the novel coronavirus, has led to fears that the efficacy of a COVID-19 vaccine could be compromised. Of particular concern is the E484K spike protein mutation, which has been found in the result of weaker neutralization by antibodies in laboratory experiments. It is present on a number of variants found around the world, including the South African variant, which has been found to be more resistant to the antibodies and reduces the efficacy of the vaccines. A new study published last week shows that the Oxford 4-AstraZeneca vaccine offers minimal protection against the mild and moderate cases of the South African variant. Tests previously conducted by Johnson & Johnson and Novavax show that their vaccines were also significantly less effective against the South African variant. Earlier this week, British health authorities announced that they had identified two more COVID-19 variants in Liverpool and Bristol, both of which have the E484K mutation. So get ready for more shots. Shots, 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 shots. Insanity. So you're getting Bell's palsy, you're getting blood disorders, and they're like, get ready, we've got more for you. More of those bad boys coming your way. 
Yeah, this is what happens when we trust corporations and big pharmaceutical companies with our health. That, what the heck did you think was going to happen? Check this out. Analysis proves that COVID is, is lab-made. It's a lab-made virus. It's very interesting because the World Health Organization went to China, went to Wuhan, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, just last week, and said, oh, would you look at that? Looks like it didn't come from China. They did a probe into the origins of the virus, and they said, shucks, would you look at that? It didn't come from China. Huh. Now, that's, that sure is interesting. Let's, let's read a little bit about this, about this article from the National Post, reposted at Conscious Life's News, where they put this up February, 19th, on, on February 9th, talking about how COVID is, is lab-made. So if the virus is lab-made, what are they doing with all these vaccines? It says the 193-page paper published January 29th is titled A Bain's Analysis Concludes Beyond a Reasonable Doubt that SARS-CoV-2 is not a natural zoonosis, but instead is laboratory-derived. Quote, the purpose of the analysis was to determine the origins of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, beginning with a likelihood of a 98.2% that it was a zoonotic jump from nature with only a 1.2 prob- probability it was a laboratory escape. 26 different independent facts and evidence were examined systematically. The final conclusion is that it is a 99.8% probability SARS-CoV-2 came from a laboratory and only a 0.2% likelihood it came from nature. A summary notes. The author, Dr. Stephen Quay, has 360-plus published medical studies and has been cited over 10,000 times, placing him in the top 1% of scientists worldwide. What's more is Quay, who recently appeared on War Room Pandemic, to discuss the study, holds 90 U.S. patents and has invented seven FDA-approved pharmaceuticals. Quote, by taking only publicly available data for publicly available scientific evidence about SARS-CoV-2 and using highly conservative estimates in my analysis, I nonetheless concluded that it is beyond a reasonable doubt that SARS-CoV-2 escaped from a laboratory. The additional evidence of what appears to be an adenovirus vaccine genetic sequence in specimens from five patients from December 2019 and sequenced by the Wuhan Institute of Virology requires an explanation. You would see this kind of data in a vaccine challenge trial. For example, uh, hopefully the WHO team can get answers to these questions. Yeah, no. Uh, private citizens are doing the research on the virus and they're telling you it's man made. And then on top of that, you have people saying that the vaccine is a weapon of mass destruction. So again, the masks is killing, the masks are, are making people retarded, oxygen deprivation, the carbon dioxide buildup, the masks are, are killing, killing us, the virus is, 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 is meant to basically make us inert, and the vaccine is causing Bell's palsy, rare blood diseases, collapsing lungs, all kinds of things like this. And they're trying to posture and position us, threaten us into taking it, holding our freedoms hostage. But he, hey, check this out. Here's, a, here's another thing for you to think about. 501 deaths plus 10,748 other in- injuries reported following the COVID-19 vaccine. This is off of the latest CDC studies, or the latest CDC data shows. So that number is probably a lot higher. Because how many people actually 
put two and two together that the vaccine caused the death and that the vaccine caused other injuries. Like how many people actually called and said, oh, shucks, I think it was the vaccine. And then how many people within the system reported it as the vaccine? That number is most likely a lot higher than we're reading. Let's get into this. This is an article from uh, Natural Blaze. They put this up February 9th. It says, as of January 29th, 501 deaths, a subset of 11,249 total adverse events had been reported to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, following the COVID-19 vaccination. The number reflects reports filed between December 14, 2020 and January 29, 2021. VAERS is the primary mechanism for reporting adverse vaccine reactions in the U.S. reports submitted to VAERS require further investigation before confirming or before confirmation can be made that an adverse event was linked to a vaccine. As of January 29th, about 35 million people in the U.S. had received one or both doses of a COVID vaccine. So far, only the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have been granted emergency youth authorization in the U.S. by the FDA. By the FDA's own definition, the vaccines are still considered experimental until fully licensed. According to the latest data, 453 of the 501 reported deaths were in the U.S. 53% of those who died were male, 43% were female. The remaining death reports did not include the gender of the deceased. The average age of those who died was 77. The youngest reported death was of a 23-year-old. The Pfizer vaccine was taken by 59% of those who died, while the Moderna vaccine was taken by 41%. The latest data also included 690 reports of anaphylactic reactions to either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. Of those, the Pfizer vaccine accounted for 76% of the reactions and the Moderna vaccine for 24. As the defender reported today, a 56-year-old woman in Virginia died January 30th, hours after receiving her first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Doctors told Dreen Keys, daughter that her... Renee Keyes' daughter that her mother died of a flash pulmonary edema likely caused by the anaphylaxis. The death is under investigation by the Virginia's Office of the, Me- of the Chief Medical Examiner and the CDC. Yeah, no, this is, a, this is a live experiment, and it is honestly like astonishing to see. I didn't get around to posting it, posting it but we put this article up on our Telegram February 10th. It says that uh, an American doctor had a miscarriage three days after getting the COVID vaccine. It's from Great Game India. We didn't post it on, on our Instagram because that's traumatizing, man. Like, this is insane. This is worrying to me that we are seeing such, such uh, uh, medical tyranny. I don't even know what you would call it, man. What do you call this? Like, what do you call this assault on your freedoms, this assault on your health under the guise of healthcare? Audio listeners, you guys can't see this. I'll go ahead and describe it to you. I'm about to pull up a quick article that's apparently false information. It's been reviewed by independent fact checkers. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who, who is it? The fact checker is Science Feedback. Uh, they have concluded that this is false. 
They say that vaccines are useful even when there is a treatment for disease, contrary to the claim by Lee Merritt in the New American video. Yeah, health, health feedback, sure, whatever. I'll go ahead and read the article headline for you guys. It says, respected doctor and bioweapons researcher believes that COVID vaccines are a form of, quote, weaponized medicine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. I would definitely have to agree. So, so, so the masks don't work, the vaccines don't work, then why the hell are we doing this? Seems like the only thing we can literally do to, do, to beat this is to, be, is to boost our immune system. Yet our loving leaders don't talk anything about that at all. This is an article that comes from Signs of the Time. They put this up February 8th. It says, Dr. Lee Merritt, an award-winning spinal surgeon and former president of the Association for, of, of, of American Physicians and Surgeons, believes that the current coronavirus vaccines are dangerous bioweapons being deployed against the people. Dr. Lee Merritt, who previously studied bioweapons while serving as an orthopedic surgeon in the, in the United States Navy for nine years, sat on the board of the Arizona Medical Association and has published numerous peer-reviewed papers believes that the mRNA-altering coronavirus vaccines currently being distributed in the United States are rewriting our genetic code to make us vulnerable to a second virus later on, a second virus that Bill Gates has predicted. Quote, I believe early on in February that this was a biologically manipulated bioweapon because the minute that anybody popped up with the data suggesting that they were censored, suggesting that they were censored, she said in an interview last month with The New American. Based on her time spent in bioweapons research, Merritt believes that we live in an era of, quote, fifth-generational warfare, where instead of using weapons on the battlefield, covert biological agents, economic warfare, and propaganda are the most effective in turning the tables of the power between nations. Quote, we had a lot of bioweapons over the years, and the one I was very worried about was smallpox, but most of these bioweapons were either hard to distribute or there was treatment for them. She said, quote, I think that there is a host of evidence that shows coronavirus is a naturally occurring, very benign virus that doesn't even give most people the cold, but at most, it'll give you the common cold. Vaccines are most effective when used against an untreatable and deadly virus, she says. While diseases like smallpox and polio were effectively treated with immunizations, Scientists have discovered promising treatments for coronavirus since the pandemic began, such as hydroxychloroquine and intravenous vitamin C. Uh, we've actually had people on the show to talk about this. Quote, if we, were at a, if we are at biowarfare right now, as a part of this multidimensional warfare, if you have a treatment in your back pocket, they cannot terrorize you with viruses, and that's important because the vaccine doesn't, pre- doesn't prevent transmission by their own admission. We've talked about this. We, 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 we literally just went over how they're admitting that it is ineffective. Although prevention and treatment reduce the need for a vaccine, such information is routinely censored by social media companies and demonized by the mainstream media. Even Cheryl Atkinson, a tenured former CBS journalist, had one of her reports moved from, you, removed from YouTube for relying or relaying information which ran counter to the official position of the World Health Organization. Quote, we have vaccines because we didn't have treatment for smallpox, and it was a very, very deadly disease. It made sense to have a vaccine. We didn't have a treatment for polio, so it made sense to have a vaccine. But this, even without doing anything, this disease has a 99.991% chance of a survival, as opposed to the standard viral flu season, it's 99.992%. Coronavirus numbers are widely disputed. 
However, scores of doctors and scientists have been speaking out for the better part of a year about the disproportionate amount of harm done by the lockdowns and forced mask wearing. One Canadian researcher estimates that the long-term cost of lockdown will far exceed the virus itself by as much as 10 times. Merritt explains the differences between coronavirus vaccines and regular immunizations. Quote, Coronavirus vaccines are not giving you a pathogen. What they are doing is programming mRNA. mRNA is like DNA, but it's like messenger RNA. It's what makes proteins in the body. It's kind of like a computer chip that you put into a 3D printer, and then you tell it what you want to make, and it prints it out. We have that in, in engineering, and this is the biological equivalent. Yeah, this is Bill Gates trying to program you like he programs software. Yeah. Very, very fascinating stuff. I'll be for sure putting that in the description bar below because this is insane. They're literally programming you, telling you that they want regulatory flexibility. They don't want to get sued for programming your body. That's why, that's why these rare blood diseases are popping up. That's why, why, why Bell's palsy is popping up. Why people are having like tremors and shakes. Is because you, this isn't like every other vaccine where you're treating the where you're treating the disease. You're rewriting people's biological makeup, and they're using the vaccine as as the operating system. That's why they're saying get ready for your annual update. The same way you have to update your phone because the software, the apps, the things need to run in there. That that program will be defunct. That's why it's not useful against some of these, new, these variants. That's why you'll have to get updated vaccines for these new variants, even though they're ineffective. It's the common cold. And, they'll try, and they're trying to weaponize your body against yourself. This is crazy. And you're a conspiracy theorist for thinking that the immune system should do what it was designed to do. This is clown world. <laughs> this is crazy. And we are now in a time period to where, again, standing up for your rights, thinking for yourself, doing the research, doing the work, putting two and two together, getting your ducks in a row is bad. They are literally censoring doctors, scientists, and so surgeons for literally doing the research. Years later, you've got to think about how many people, how many doctors have, 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 have quietly been silenced during this whole process, trying to get the information out to the people. This is what I mean by medical mishandling. The reason why they're having all these hiccups is because they can make profit off of the treatments that come afterwards. If China's making all the money sell, uh, selling research, selling, selling vaccines, selling masks, and things like this, they didn't, they're not shut down. They're open for business. If they're making all kinds of money doing this, well, heck yeah, the companies... Like this, this is why even during Trump's presidency towards the end of it, where you had folks on Wall Street and big money essentially talking about trying to hurry up and roll out the vaccine because that's the only thing that's going to kickstart the economy. That's why they're propagandizing you with the, with the vaccine. That's why this is this, this, this whole scientific dictatorship, the whole socioeconomic, sociopolitical reformation is based on that. This is why Bill Gates is coming out saying that the next pandemic will be bioterrorism and climate change because they're setting the stage. They're, 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 they're being done with the old world order and they're using these issues, these things that bind us all 
to create this new world order. From the environment to our health, you, you will see that that dirty human aspect is coming through. And this is, again, more that transhumanist mindset to where humans are bad, humans are dirty. This is the anti-human nature of COVID and that through science and technology, we will rebuild you. These are frightening, truly, truly frightening to be thinking about this type of stuff and openly discussing it. So yes, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, I would highly recommend you download some of those PDFs and you can be sure I'll try to find much more moving forward. Talk to your local physicians. They know it's a sham. Reach out to doctors. They know and talk to them about what they are doing to help fight this because it truly is all hands on deck. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Freedom Struggle, Technocratic Zones, and Medical Mishandling. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know. It's getting crazy out there, and it's getting weirder by the day. Straight weirder by the day. And I am trying to do everything I can to not lose my mind. To not lose my mind and to not also get lost in this place and time as we try to get this information out to you. You have to understand, every single episode from here on out is going to be with this same of intensity and passion because we don't know when it's going to be our last. We don't know whenever they're going to try to cut us off. They're cutting off the leash. They're cutting off content, deleting everything, moderating everything, watching everything. Truly, being in this position, being able to offer this information at this level of intensity is a blessing. And I am honored that you guys are willing to rock with us. Pros and cons and all. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I'll be sure to put a link to the uh, My Patriot Supply water filtration units in the description bar below, as well as the storable goods. Get that. Take care of yourself. Prepare now, for the time is short. And when I say that, I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself, because all we have is each other. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out.